back, folks. We'll take it from here with Joe. As you guys can see, if you're watching on YouTube or if you, you'll hear in a second, there's a little bit of a different setup today. We have a great episode for you on episode 77. We're doing a Zoom call with a very special guest. And, um, you know, before I, I introduce this guest, you're going to guys are really going to like this episode a lot. Just want to say thank you again for your support for your constant support. Um, we're trying to grow that YouTube page. I know if you're listening from where you're listening, get on that YouTube page, please subscribe, like comment, share whatever type of episode that you feel adds value to your life or would add value to anyone else's life. Please share that with, uh, with your friends that helps us grow our, um, our goal will be a thousand subscribers by the end of 2023 for YouTube. We're at around 81. So we got a long ways to go, but it's always a work in progress. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest, Nikki Stauffer, to the show. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. You're for a part of the New Jersey uh, Project, the nonprofit organization that I believe you founded, correct? Um, yes. But as, as I explained to you offline how the show works, we're just going to let you introduce yourselves to our audience, who you are and how you founded the project. Go as far back as you want. So please let everyone know who is Nikki Stauffer and, and what you're about. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. I um, so we get to talk about me. That's my favorite topic. Uh, I'm an expert <laughs> on the topic as well. So, <laughs> so back in uh, this all started back at the pandemic in 2020. Um, you might not know this, but I'm a medical biostatistician. I do statistical analysis for clinical trials and population health data. So oh, when wow. COVID happened, I was completely aware of what was happening and the truth, not what was being spread on social media and the news. And so on Facebook, I would continually post stuff and I would be banned. I'd be harassed. I'd be deleted because everybody was just so fearful. And I could see within the first two weeks of the spread that it, that kids and young adults and even healthy uh, older adults were at no risk of death from COVID-19. So that's, that's how I started. And I was incredibly angry over the, um, the lockdowns. So I started the no mask flash mob where I was a Facebook page of over 20,000 people. And we would just show up to stores and start shopping without uh, masks. No, oh, that's <laughs> that awesome. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> and it was mostly middle-aged people, <laughs> you know, and old people. Like, and, and it, caught, it was on police plotters. Like they would say, you know, New Jersey flash mob is coming to this place. New Jersey flash mob is coming to that place. And I even went into stores, like I have, I have chickens. I went into the store with no mask and a chicken because no one is going to ask you why you don't have a mask when you're walking around with a bantam hen under your arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, I don't think anyone's going to want to try to mess with you at that point. That's right. They, you just, my, I looked absolutely nuts. I had public screen matches with people who wanted me to put a mask on and, um, you know, it was just insane. The whole thing was, I mean, everybody knows now, right? It's just that I knew at the time. So it was very, very frustrating for me. And I went a little um, kind of crazy because I really like went off the wall. And that's when Kristen Sinclair found me, which is the founder of this, of this group with me. And she's like, let's do something to get the masks off the kids. So we started New Jersey uh, on Facebook, um, New, New Jersey, um, Unmasked New Jersey schools. That's what we started. Cool. And um, it was then it was deleted by Facebook after getting 20,000 people. Then we started NJ Fresh Face, uh, NJ um, Unmasked New Jersey schools two, that was deleted. Unmasked New Jersey schools three, that was deleted. New Jersey flash mob was deleted. Um, I was banned multiple times. So 
Um, I kind of have a cult following now on Facebook because I have about 30 fake accounts. <laughs> oh, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> and so when one goes down, I switch to the other one. And, you know, I, I'm a little bit technical. I mean, obviously, since I'm a statistician and I, I program, I'm a little bit than the average middle-aged woman. I know a little bit more about computers than maybe even a young kid even my own children. So like I can do things that, cause people are like, how can you do that? I have special talents. You're not going to be able to do that. thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> so for that's, sure. right. that's it's, it's special. I mean, it's, it's something that I can do. So, so I did that and um, she's like, let's, so we ended up on NJ Fresh Face Schools and we started to get the masks off the kids. I mean, we, we started a website called Unmasked New Jersey Schools. We, um, a, we have a substack called chaosandcontrol.substack.com where we give all our information because I mean, I'm constantly blocked and banned on social media. Like I was banned on Twitter after Elon Musk showed up. Like I, I, I am banned. And actually um, I really think that um, moms with kids are the most banned people on the internet. Like they say it's concerned. I would say it's, it's every mom I know has been banned from some platform. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, also, uh, according to our, uh, you know, like the three letter agencies, moms who want to protect their children from pedophiles are a national threat, which right. I don't and will never understand. But right. I could definitely see if that's the case that how you guys would be the most banned. Right. And we did end up obviously getting the masks off the kids because we have over 30,000 followers. And on our different platforms. Um, and then I created a new one call, called uh, the New Jersey Project so we can just focus on anything that we wanted to in New Jersey and not just keep it to schools. But I end mm -hmm. up doing a lot of the schools anyway because that's where I'm dialed in, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, though, because I did not know that you were part of, like, you are a statistician and that you were dealing with the outbreak at the time. Right. What was it like when you were seeing the actual number and the data, but then seeing the hysteria and the lies, right? What was that like for you? Like, how, like what f did you try to go to your higher ups and be like, hey, guys, we should be saying X, Y, and Z. And like, were they also telling you to like, be quiet, stay low, keep your head down? No, I'm actually a consultant and um, I talked with all the other statisticians and they're like, I, I don't know what to do. Everybody's lost their mind. Like, it's not like, and, you know, they say it, but people will say it and give up. I will say it, say it again, say it again, say it three more times, make seven new fake accounts and have them say it. <laughs> so oh, wow. I'm a little bit more aggressive than maybe the average statistician because, I mean, I said it to everybody. Um, I worked in pharmaceutical. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew it but like nobody would listen and it just went completely out of control. And, and I knew like the math and the theory behind how they ended up with the lockdown and the epidemiologist who came up with the models and all the different models, how they were wrong. And I tried to explain this to people, but they would get upset and angry. I had huge fights, fights with people on the internet about shutting down the parks. I was like, do not shut down the parks for the kids. This is going to cause a complete upheaval. And even in uh, 2021, I wrote about the mental health pandemic, which is now out of control for you. It's out of control. Um, everybody between the ages of 18 and 25, um, almost everybody is, is on some sort of self-medication. Like they're all taking pot gummies, drinking alcohol to go to bed. Everybody has out of control anxiety because you took these young, young adults and youth before their brain was fully developed and just pounded them with constant fear all the time. 
And, yeah. and then if you didn't have fear, you had ridiculous pandemic rules. And I had a high school freshman at the time. I mean, sophomore, I mean, she was a high school sophomore at the time. And I kept on trying her to quit school and I would homeschool her. I also have an eighth grade son. Actually, at the time he was in fifth grade. And so I took him out. I said, you're not going to be part of this because they, they go crazy. It was stand on this line, walk down the hallway this way. Do not face your friends. We're going to open up the windows and it's going to 20 degrees out. And you have to sit here in this freezing cold and take this test. Oh you, you, you can't take your mask off. You can't pull it down. You can't, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't have friends. So like they lost all their connections and watching my daughter suffer made me crazy crazy. And, and, you know, I wanted her to leave. I was like, I can homeschool you like, you know, your brother, which actually I skipped him a grade in math over the two years that I homeschooled him. So obviously, I mean, I am, my degree is in math. So obviously I know what I'm doing, you know, oh, perfect. And, <laughs> so it wasn't as hard as I thought homeschooling was going to be for middle school. It was a lot easier than people think it is, but I wanted her to leave. And she just wanted to have, she just wanted to have this normal high school life that she never got. And all of the kids who are her age are just, they're, they're like 16 year olds. They're not like 18 year olds. They just, they did not develop properly. And, and that, that's what continues to drive me because like, I, I can't give her normal back. I can't give any of the kids normal back, but I can wreck governor Murphy's life. That's what I can do. <laughs> so I well, can you know what? He a pain in his ass for forever. And he's going to be like, why is this coming at me from all directions? Because I'm so energetic. I'm doing it. And then I get other people to do it. Because now I have other moms making my videos. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're all doing it. And, and, you know, you think I have some special insight in anything. It's all the parents. We have tens of thousands of parents involved in this. And, and you think it's just one person. It's just that I'm the one person that's speaking out. There's a couple of other people that are speaking out and doing things like that. We have a whole team of people like uh, communicating with each other to get information out, to get people to school board meetings, to get parents rights back in the state. Yeah. So that, that's what we've been doing. That's, oh, and um, uh, side note, this is reversing a little bit in time. I was actually visited by Homeland Security. <laughs> so I obviously- Whoa. Wait a second. Can you please uh, go, go <laughs> and detail what, happened what did you do obviously you didn't do anything that would warrant no. the homeland security to come but um, no yeah criticizing criticizing sean spiller's policies and the njef <laughs> speaking out against the union um showed up speak at my about, i was gonna say speak about weaponizing the uh you know yeah. our freaking our three-letter agencies that is ridiculous so you criticize so basically you had a different opinion yeah. And criticize yeah, the masks because I think, politics. well, I mean, I think everybody in the NJEA is monsters, particularly Sean Spiller, who I think is the devil himself. So, you know, <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> <Well>, language. <laughs> no, but I mean, I can't believe, oh, no, I, and I believe it, but how ridiculous it is that the Homeland Security would come to a mother's house because she disagreed with some representative about masks, which we know didn't work, didn't stop right. the spread. It was lie. Right. It was all yes, right. all, <laughs> all lies. And 
instead, like that just goes to show you how scared, and this is my opinion, they knew all this, right? They were, they were doing this on purpose. It's more about like population control, in my opinion. I don't know if you share the same opinion or not, but, um, I think a lot of people are stupid and followers. So just whatever the higher ups want, they do. So I just think Sean Spiller just does whatever Murphy wants. Murphy does whatever the next guy wants. And they just follow, I don't know who they're following some QAnon on the left. That's who they're following with this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like it's all, it all trickles downhill. Like basically what, no, here's the one thing that I think is very funny. All of these politicians that are looping, whether on which side, you know, it's mostly the left, but it's also the right too. There are some politicians who are going along with it. Right. In my honest opinion, and all of them know what they're doing, but they're screwing themselves. And here's why. Because people I like so. Murphy, they may be in charge of Jersey, but they're not in charge of everything that's going on. And then basically they're useful idiots and they don't know it, right? Until this, God forbid, this whole communist Marxist monster awakens, which I hope doesn't happen. I hope we fight back, right? From Via people uh, and, and mothers and, and people through your organization. I hope we all fight back and, and defeat them. But if not, when the masks comes off and communism is here, all those people are going to be eaten by their own. And I don't know if they understand that or not, or they're so arrogant, but it's crazy. It really is. No, they're only thinking about themselves in the moment. They're not thinking about, um, you know, what's going to happen to them in the future. They're just trying to get their play now. They, they're not chess players. They don't think like 30 steps into the future. They just yeah. do what feels good right now. Like, oh, let's just, you know, um, you know, add uh, pleasure-based sexuality to the curriculum for K through 12 schools. You know, oh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> you know, yeah, like- let's add gender identity to kindergartners and tell them that, you know, um, tell them the gender roles of males and females, which actually really does not apply in my household. Like, so, I mean, my husband's not a, not a soy boy. I mean, he's a pretty mm-hmm. masculine dude, but- we don't have traditional roles in our house. He checks the English homework. I check the math homework. He cooks the meals and I do the gardening. Like we have different, but he does take out the trash. So you know what I mean? Like it's not, and I take care of the dishwasher. Like we don't have traditional girls do this, boys do this in our house. Uh, But that doesn't mean that uh, we ought to switch genders or have weird, you know, I I can't can't deal with all that. Cause I I take on a non-traditional female role um, partially because how aggressive I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's just your own personality. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It really is. Well, think about this. What happened to just learning your freaking ABCs, one, yeah. two, threes, and playing with blocks? When I was in kindergarten, <laughs> I, I, what, like, that's all I was doing. You were playing, you were napping, you were going right. out, like right. maybe learning something here and there. Like you don't need to like, and I agree with you completely. And I spoke about this on ep- on the episode sixty eight uh, with regards to Roxbury. Uh, there should be like a, a, a kindergartner's brain is not even supposed to be learning about anything yeah. sexual. No third grade. And I understand that Roxbury wasn't kindergarten. It was a little bit, it was high school, but still at that point, schools shouldn't be teaching that schools. are. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the, the problem is, is that the schools are not there to provide books for your masturbating pleasure. This is not yeah. what they're for. You're not supposed to get off in the library at school. You get off at home with your phone. Okay. That's what everybody else does. <laughs> and then, <laughs> And I have shared the, the pictures from Roxbury, from those books that are in a lot of New Jersey schools, not just Roxbury, 
on TikTok, which kids are on, and um, Facebook. And I shared them on Instagram and they stayed, but they were deleted from Facebook and TikTok. And um, I was banned from YouTube. So it's, I was banned for all three. So it's so, so funny. It's so, so they can funny. have it in the library, but they won't see it on TikTok. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. They, they want you, they, they want to show it to kids in school, but when you show it with a different opinion, oh, we got to take it off. It's oh, yeah. so hypocritical. Oh yeah. This is why I'm like the most, I think, I swear I should have a most title for the most banned person. on. <laughs> yeah. And only because I keep on coming back. Like I don't, I don't give up. Like, it's like, you know, I come back, take another punch, get hit, get up, start again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but that's honestly... Do you know what I, and something about this, I don't know. Did you go to the Roxbury uh, board event meeting or, or any of them? No. So I'm, I'm way down in South Jersey. So that okay. was like over an hour drive. Like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. like way down here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> different. Cause I'm going to tell you during the pandemic, um, we all hung out. <laughs> we stepped over signs that said caution and went hiking. <laughs> we hell yeah. fell through the Bohona trail. My mayor refused to shut down our park called freedom park. He's like, it's called freedom park. I'm not shutting it down. Um, we would have like a speakeasy sort of thing at the, at the women's shop in Medford. There's a store in Medford that we'd all go hide in all the ladies and all the men were at the cigar bar. Like, like it's like, it didn't stop our type of thing, but the, but that was just our area. My kids went to private school and they went to an area that was kids from all over. So it wasn't like they were, you know, their friends and stuff were really, you know, part of the underground regular living team. They had to like readjust and find new kids to be friends with because, you know, people were just so weird. And there's people that I will never talk to again. <laughs> I'll never talk to them again. And that's fine with me because, you know, my freedom is more value th valuable than your our friendship. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely. No, absolutely. And I mean, people and, still and, remain friends with these people. And I don't I don't understand. Like you're only doing yourself a disservice. Cut them off. Let them go to their own little place and they can go to their own little island and be weird. We're taking over the world. We're going to be normal. And I'm not putting up with whatever they want because they're in the minority. So they can go do whatever they like. Do it away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like live and let live, right? You want to do like whatever the hell you want to do. As long as you're not harming yeah. anyone or you're not screwing with kids, I don't care. You do it. Just don't put yeah. it in my face and I'll do the same thing and I won't put it in your face. Yeah. But it sounds but like you are- in my face, expect criticism. Yeah. Don't get mad because I've said something back to you that you don't like. If you present something to me that I'm not particularly fond of, I'm going to let you know. And that yeah. freedom of speech goes both ways. But you can't get angry when you put everything out there and then someone says something that you don't like. That's what free exchange of ideas means. You, exactly. You, you have to be able to. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say you have to be able to have a conversation. Like literally, yeah. if, if, if two people don't have the same belief. They'd speak about it. They argue their points and either one person is enlightened more than the other, or they both aren't. And they continue being friends. Like that, that's how normal discourse works. But I think the powers that be have done a very good job at dividing us. And the divisiveness has gotten to a point where it's extremes now, you know, like you can't, oh, yeah. you can't have an opinion. Or if I say something that you don't like, you get mad, you say something, I'm a, I get mad. It's ridiculous. I agree with you. And then, and then I've been told that I'm too far right wing, which to tell you the truth, that is not true. Like I haven't stepped into a church since um, I was forced to. <laughs> so, you know, like my kids do go to Catholic school and I was forced to go to their mass. And that was the last thing. And my children are not Catholic. My children are not religious. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went to Catholic school because they provided the best education here in South Jersey. That's why we went there. Yeah. Uh, I had fights over the math curriculum with the superintendent here. It seems like I'm fighting with everybody all the time, as particularly in education, because they, they introduced these ridiculously, um, you know, programs that don't teach. When you walk out of the eighth grade, you need to know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide and write something and read things and interpret them. That's all you need to do. And they want to add all this other garbage in there. And then the kids can't do fractions when they leave middle school. Like that's unimpressive. They don't know their multiplication tables and they're in high school. Like that's ridiculous. That's the only thing you need to do. And that needs to be done every day with practice and repetition. And they should not move on until they've mastered that topic. And, you know, like they don't think all of a sudden they didn't think like that. They're like, oh, we're just going to do this thing and let them try this. And then they come up with their own ideas and then they do their own math. Like that's not the way math works. That's ridiculous. So, so you're talking about the common core, right? That common well, core. So that's, so I'm part of also the math coalition. Um, and the common core is kind of confusing because um, math wars have been going on for years, which I came to find out as soon as my daughter started um, uh, the second grade. Um, mm-hmm. I, my kid, or actually the first grade, she started the first grade and she was ahead of everybody. And then she was advanced in the maths testing. And then by January, she was behind. And I go, how did I send my kid to school to get stupider? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, and I, I was like, what's going on? I was like, she would benefit from practice and repetition. And they're like, oh, we don't do that here. I'm like, what? <laughs> So then I went to a colleague and I was complaining. He says, oh, you need Kumon. Like he's Chinese. He's like, you need Kumon. Go get Kumon. I was like, what's that Kumon? And here, everybody in my area has tutors. So you're sending your kid to school to learn, I don't know what in math, and then sending them to Kumon or Mathnasium or some other private, whatever the private tutoring centers are, or hiring a private tutor to actually learn math. Like it was ridiculous. So I switched them to the schools. So we didn't have to do double work because I thought that was ridiculous and people are still doing it. And I would write commentaries back to the teacher. Like mm-hmm. I would put formulas in, <laughs> like I was a real, like, I was like, they were like, what is with this lady? Like, cause they wanted her to do like Newton's formula. Like I knew the, the idea. Cause the idea was that you put, you know, she's in second grade and she had this math problem. You put one penny under the bed. And then the next day, there's another penny in the bed and it doubles every day or another penny. I'm sorry. Another penny is added every day for a week. How much money do you have at the end of, you know, the week? So I derived the formula. <laughs> I wrote, this is what you want her to get out of this, right? Because a second grader is not capable for two-step processes. She's got to know to double it over time and then know that a week is seven days. That's not yeah. appropriate for an eight-year-old. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. nobody's going to get that answer. Only the parents answer it. And I was like, this isn't a, if you want me to answer it, I'm going to answer it this way. So I derived the full formula. And I said, is this what you want? <laughs> because <laughs> it was stupid. It was stupid. That's, that's an advanced problem for kids, like in the sixth grade, that's not for a second grader. And they, and that's what I mean by poorly scaffolded program. They just throw something really hard at them and they are supposed to figure it out and struggle, then hate math, cry. You fight with your, how many kid people have fights? with their kid at home over the math. They say, 
well, you do it this way because this is the way I learned. And they come up with some weird way that's incredibly inefficient and takes forever to do. And you feel like is a waste of time. Like, so your whole entire time of homework is fighting with your kid when you should be, you know, learning together. And it's ridiculous. Like I, I, but of course I, you know, they would just give up and do whatever I told them to do. Cause I would explain to them, this is a less efficient algorithm. This is not going to help you when you get into high school, you're going to be taking forever doing this lattice method, throw that in the trash, do it my way. And I'll talk to your teacher because she's wrong and I'm right. And, th and that's, and that's how I handled it. But like other people aren't going to know that and handle it. They're not going to say, you know, don't do the Egyptian method. Like you need to learn how to do long division. Nobody knows these things. You know, I know it because I went through the program, you know, yeah, I, I have all the degrees in math. Well, almost all the degrees, <laughs> you that's know, impressive. So no, no, keep going. No, no, you good. Oh, no, no. I was saying that's impressive, though, because these teachers probably didn't think they probably didn't know how to handle you because they're like, no. oh, crap, she's no. doing she's doing stuff better than us. Right. But what do you think is like, in your opinion, right? I just want to know, just just curious. Why do you think the school board and the state and even on other states are introducing basically asinine methods that are very inefficient and ineffective for teaching our kids, introducing the sexual, like, you know, sexualization at such a young age within the schools and even at high school. What, what do you think in your opinion is the motive for it? Because activists are involved in your education because when you don't show up to the state meetings, the state board meetings and your local board meetings, activists show up and get this garbage in. So people with no children, who are only interested in sexualized children are the ones who created and wrote this curriculum. Planned Parent wrote the New Jersey curriculum. Uh, Gleason wrote the New Jersey collect curriculum, which you heard, like, if you know, they're an activist group. All these LGBT plus activist groups want, I, I don't know what they want, okay? But the result is they're sexualizing children too young. Like, they're trying to make everybody love them and believe in them. And that's not the children's job to self-actualize you as an adult. Your job is to say, what I'm doing is correct. And I don't care what you think. It's not up to you to make all the children believe that you're correct. <laughs> that's not, that's not up to you. You know, you, and I don't think these people insecure at who they are. Like if you were gay and you said, I'm gay and I don't care what you think. Okay. Then, then you're obviously secure in yourself. But if you're yeah. like, I am gay, you need to put this in the curriculum for the schools so that I feel better about myself. Like, yeah, that <laughs> like what? Like, that's, you know, and I don't, I don't care. Like, it doesn't make any difference. We could still be friends as long as you're, you know, not crazy. Like, you know, I, I don't have any, like, it's not a big deal. We live in New Jersey. This is in Alabama, <laughs> you know, yeah. that like, there's plenty of people who my kids know who have two daddies and two mommies. Like that is not the problem. Cause they said, oh, well, you don't want them to recognize different types of families. I absolutely do. Some families have not one mommy and no daddy. Some families have a mommy and a daddy. Some families have two mommies. Some families had two daddies. And if you have two divorced families, you have two mommies and two daddies, right? All of these things make up a family. That's your family. I'm not going to sit here and argue with it, but when it comes to what you do in the bedroom, nobody needs to know that. That's for you. Your sexy exactly. fun time is for you to share with your partner or your multiple partners or whoever you want to share it with. None of my business. I don't want to know. It makes me uncomfortable. Yes. And the kids should know either. So, so no one, can, like, if you want to come over my house and you're two daddies and you want to have a play date and you want to discuss, you know, toy trucks or whatever, it's fine. Like, never, not going to have a problem with that. But if you're going to sit there and go into the school and say, you know what? 
the kids really need to learn about being gay a lot younger. No, like, I don't think no. they need to learn about being straight either. Like, I, I don't, I don't think you need to, I don't think you need to do that. I don't think you need to discuss, you know, oh, what are you going to get married? I, I don't think those things are appropriate for young kids. I just don't, I, I'm not even a fan of Disney movies with kissing for kids. I'm just not. I, I don't think that that's necessary. I don't think that needs to be included in the story. You could tell a whole story without any kissing. And actually one of the better stories was uh, Frozen because the love in the story was between the two sisters, right? Actually, not, I mean, not the traditional, yeah. right? The two sisters. Have, mm -hmm. And that was the love that was important in that story. And, and, and that's what should be important to kids at this age's family. That should be the love of your life should be your sibling you know, at, at this age, a platonic love. Like we don't talk about that enough. We just want to talk about rubbing our parts together. And there's just so much more to love and life than that. And they boil it down to the most basic gross aspect of what it means to be, you know, to give your heart to somebody else. And it's just really unfair to the kids because it's about relationship building. It's not about how you do your thing, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, and you can do your own thing. You can be transparent. You, you can do this. You can do that. Like you can do all that stuff, but you shouldn't require me to clap for you when you do it. I, I shouldn't have to say, yeah, you're doing a good. Like, no, if it was normal and you thought it was normal, you wouldn't need me to praise what you're doing it, because I don't praise people for doing normal things. Like I, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, I just, I go about my day. I don't say, oh, you're wonderful. You're heterosexual. Oh, that's great. Tell me more about it. No. Like that's weird. Like that's normal stuff. If you're gay, it's normal stuff. It's normal. <laughs> like, exactly. Not right? making like, it weird. <laughs> exactly. Know? And I, I completely agree with you. And I did touch upon this in my episode. And this is what, whenever I speak with uh, friends with regards to this, it's always the same thing. It's exactly what you said. I don't give a crap. I don't give a shit what you do. All right. You do what you, what your partner, gay, lesbian, transgender. I don't really give a shit as long as two things. Everything's consensual and you're not involving kids and kids right. don't need to be involved in it. And, and it's like the same thing is, you go to these schools like Roxbury or, or wherever, right? Like if I were to go on the computer there and I typed in Pornhub, you better bet your ass, okay, that that is going to be, um, what is it called? It's going to be uh, blocked. banned and disallowed, yeah, blocked. Yeah. You can't do it. But now yeah. we're going to have books in it right. with, with, with all of these and, and under the guise of LGBTQ education. But even at that point, no, because you are basically showing pornography to underage right. kids, which is pedophilia. Now, at the same time, I like the point you make. It's like, you don't even, who cares even if it's straight? Because yeah, right. if I, if you and I were at a bar right now, we didn't know each other. And then I start talking to you about, oh yeah, I had a great time last night with this woman, blah, blah, blah. You'd be like, can you please get the fuck away from me? I don't care. I would. I'd be like, TMI, TMI. I don't need to yeah. know that. Right? She had oh, a trapeze swing and a banana and some licorice. And you wouldn't believe, like, I don't need to know. I don't need to. Yeah, I don't even know it either. I was reading some of your articles, uh, the articles that was on the website. And basically, I, I, I don't, I, I, at the time, I, you obviously said you didn't go, but at the time, I didn't know if it were you or not. But um, some of the- So I have other, so I have operatives all over the state. It's everywhere. Yeah. Like, so the NJEA and um, Just Say Gay New Jersey, they have operatives all over the state. So do I. So we're going to play the same game now. Okay, so these guys got to realize that they've been doing this for years. I'm just doing what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
you know what? I just don't agree with what they're doing. I just don't agree. So we're going to do the same things. But like, you know, with regards to the drag shows, I mean, again, I used to, I went to drag shows every year for my birthday. Um, I went to Gay Bingo in Philly. Um, what, what I like is I like talent though. Like you have to be somebody special, like a, um, you know, like you have to be share or somebody, you can't just be some sort of hack rolling around on the ground. Like, I'm not going to watch you for that. Like you have to do something. Like you have to look like share. I love a nine foot share. I'm like, Oh, I love you. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Or somebody looks like Bette Midler. Like that's fabulous when men do that. I think that's great. And I love, I love it. And I love blue comedy. I mean, drag is full of dirty jokes. Like they're dick jokes every five minutes. Like that's what you go for. And then you said, oh, we're going to have family friendly drag. I don't know what a family friendly dick joke is. I'm not really sure what that is, but it's it's not OK. Like there's some parts of Drew, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race that are OK, but there's a lot of stuff. It ends up with a lot of innuendo and it's not something that you kids want to see because it's supposed to be fun adult activity. Just like I wouldn't have a friendly family friendly happy hour where I serve the kids apple juice instead of. Um, vodka in their little shot glasses. I don't agree with that. Just like I wouldn't water down. Why can't adults have their good time without kids? Why yeah, do we have exactly. to include kids? That begs the question too. And I don't know if right. you saw it down in Tampa, they were going to do some, uh, some pride parade, right? I think it was a pride or LGBTQ parade. And then they, they said that kids couldn't go and the, and the event got canceled. And I want to make a, a clear distinction here. And I made it on the episode before, and I always make this. No, I do not think that all LGBTQ people are pedophiles. However, no. pedophiles have infiltrated that organization. So, and, and to, to under the guise that, that it, they are part of them, which they are not. Right. So every time that you talk about them, you get labeled as like a transphobe or a homophobe. But what's crazy, and, and the point that you made too, is like, why can't we just have adults doing adult shit and kids doing kids? Like I me mean, personally, like that's hey, cool. If you want to go to drag shows, you went to drag shows, gay bingo. That's fine. Right. I personally wouldn't do that, but right. you do you and I'll do me. Right? right. But here's one thing. No kid needs to be. And cause you see, we see the video is on social media all the time. No kid needs to be taking a dollar bill and putting it down a no. man's freaking genital. Like what the fuck is going on? No, I wouldn't. I, even take, I mean, you're not going to take your thumbs to a regular strip club. And you're not exactly. going to play, oh, it's a family-friendly strip show. Like, it's a family-friendly burlesque show. It's not for families. Like, this is adult activities. You know what? Yes. Family-friendly stuff that's mind-numbingly boring. That's the yeah. stuff that I had to sit through with watching Paw Patrol and all that stuff. And, like, my eyes rolling to the back of my head because I thought intellectually I was going to die because it was so boring. That's kid-friendly stuff. I'm happy now to have an 18 year old that I can share a whole host of fun stuff with and a 15 year old that I, you know, apparently I can't watch my mouth for so long, but at 15, I'm pretty sure he knows enough that I can say whatever I want in front of him. You know, that's the time where you can, but you're introducing this to your kids. Like they're my kids. I get to tell them what I want in a time manner that I feel is intellectually appropriate for them. It's not for the school to decide when to tell them. Maybe I'll tell them sooner. Maybe I'll tell them later, but I'm the parent. And I know psychologically what they can handle. The yeah. school doesn't know. The school wants to, I mean, I don't know if you know this, like they were having freshmen read in uh, Washington Township down here, read The Bluest Eye. Uh, the Bluest Eye is a Toni Morrison book and it has lengthy rape scenes between a father and his 12-year-old daughter. 
like graphic, disgusting. Like I would not repeat it here. That's how bad it is. Cause it's not funny. It's not, it, it, it's, it's disturbing. And I shared videos with the parents, like reading this, reading the content from the book. And it's, it's disturbing that they would, they would provide this to kids. There's disturbing imagery that they're giving children at a young age. Some of these kids is a freshman, haven't even had their first sexual experience yet. And they're reading about a sexual experience of a 12 year old with her father. I, that is something for college students, not anybody in high school in a college psychology class, because I wouldn't want to read it. I, I wouldn't want to read yeah. it. It's disturbing. It wouldn't interest. Right. And that, so that's they, ridiculous. They're, they're like, like, and, and once you do that in the mind of a kid, you, you can't get that back. You've given them an image that they cannot, it's, it is like, there's a pastor going around saying it's like mind rape. It, it is like mind rape, but you cannot get that image out of your head. Like I can't get that image of the young girl with the soapy hands passed out on the floor with a blanket over her waist and no pants on. Like, I, I, and the scene that proceeded before it for her to get there, I can't, un, I can't get that out of my head. It, it disturbs me. So yeah. why would you want to disturb? Why do you want to share disturbing images with a, with a kid? Like the, the, the world is a horrible place. We all know that. Why do you have to go, hey, by the way, there's child rape by your dad. They don't need, this is not the time you need to share this stuff with them. And it's not up to the school to teach these things. This is not part of the curriculum. And these English teachers have gone entirely too far with some of the books that they've, they've chosen. And they've chosen, like, you've seen the images, like that one book, um, uh, Fun Home, which has like graphic uh, oral sex scenes. Um, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Between and two girls, like, like she's like nose deep in the muff. Like I'm talking, like you know, <laughs> and gee, the yeah. kids. These are being shown. These too. are what? these are yes in the school oh. library, and they had seniors reading this book. And I realized that they're seniors, but like, I, I mean, like I wouldn't let my kids. I would let my 18 year old who's in college. I would be like, here, check this lesbian action out. Like I just would not do that. You know, that no. is not like. Like I said, you're, and then they want to teach kids pleasure-based sexual education. Like your, your good feels time should be between you and your partner, not you and your partner in a book for kids to read. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck is this? Like, and you know, you know, the one thing that really annoys me though, too. And one of the points that was brought up because I had some of the bullet points of when the, like what their argument there, as in the, um, the LGBTQ and all like the, for Roxbury, the librarian and the people that were arguing for these books, they said that book banning is wrong and un-American. Like and nobody's reading books. You yeah, know, like buy on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Like just don't do it in a freaking school. And what with taxpayer dollars. Library. Don't buy that book with taxpayer dollars. No, yeah. they're telling you how to purchase books. They're not banning anything. I'm telling you, don't purchase that book for my district. Yeah, That's or or for for kids or, or any part in that because you know also too, they're they're rewiring. So um, porn has been proven to re or I guess proven. Yeah. I, I should no. say that without any, but rewiring the brain and right. it could deteriorate the brain. It's, so it's, basically it's, what it's they've addictive. done is they're doing it. Back. It's addictive yeah. and destructive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and a lot of people always, that's their argument too, is that, oh, well, if they don't see it in the school, they're going to see it at home. It's like, yeah, well, even at home, that's bad. Like you shouldn't be yeah. addicted to like a porn addiction is bad, but right. now if you, now you don't even have to 
go on these sites and find the free sites and pretend like you're 18, even though you're 14. Now you just go to the fucking library in the school and now you're just hitting with your boys and you're like, oh, look at this. What the fuck is (laughs) confusing? So I I told my kids like so. So a lot of people don't like their kids online. My kids were online young and we shared accounts. And mm-hmm. I looked at what they looked at. I spent a lot of time on social media with my kids when they were in middle school. And I looked at things and determined whether it was okay or not okay. And they would have to delete it before I saw it or else they weren't allowed to use the phone for a week. <laughs> so <laughs> I trained them to recognize good things and bad things. And they saw things they weren't supposed to see, but they knew to delete it right away. I've had discussions with my 15-year-old son um, about do not watch porn. And, you know, and I've had multiple discussions with him. I was like, you know, I can't control what you do all the time, but these images aren't good for you. They're destructive to your brain. And a lot of times um, some of that transgender stuff ends up in there because, you know, what happens is, is that it's like a drug. You see something interesting and it gives you that dopamine high, but then the next time it doesn't. So you need it to be weirder. You needed to be more intense. You needed to be more different. So you increase, increase, increase till you're walking like women and donkeys and everything else because like you didn't get, you know, you're not getting that dopamine hit. So you keep on increasing it just like you would increase heroin, just like you would increase alcohol because you're not getting the dopamine release in your body that you did when you originally saw porn. So, you know, I explain this to my son. Parents need to explain this to to their children. I explained this to my daughter and she's like, ew, (laughs) because girls are different, you know, even though we pretend that we're all the same, you know, girls are different. And, um, you know, like this is important conversations. And then what's nice is that because my son goes to Catholic school, he said that he has had the same conversations at his school and they told him, don't look. So at least they're reinforcing. So at the school that my son goes to, they're reinforcing my values. They're saying, yes, don't look at porn. They're not like, there's porn in the library. Go check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Not doing it. So, so it makes it hard as a parent because you want to be on a team for the best outcomes for your kids. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I did when I was a kid that probably wasn't okay. That doesn't mean that it's okay for kids to do now, or you go, Oh, well, they're going to do it anyway. So what do you do? You try to combat that stuff as much as possible. You don't throw up your hands and give in. You don't buy them a subscription to playboy and say, we're going to look at it anyway. Here you go. Like you want to keep a sort of level of decorum with your kids. You be an adult that school needs to be an adult and say, we're on this level. Now, these are the type of things I want you to look at. These are the things I kind of want you to think about. And we should all be on the same page with that, with the school and the schools and governor Murphy is making it impossible for us all to be on the same stage because they want addictive things shown to the kids. Like, like, so in a book, like, so they, they show like all different sexual moves that you can do. They have the one book, uh, I let's talk about it that has butt plugs in it. Like, seriously, like I didn't even know there was a butt plug until I was in college. I, I never, and then it was a novelty. My brother and I went to South street and we walked into the sex shop and there was this thing about this big and it was called the ass master. And we laughed for like three days over that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, I'm, I'm an adult, like, like kids yeah. just like you introduce stuff. Like you don't, you don't start with the kids and you go, you know, there's death, you're going to die. And then you're not going to exist anymore. What do you think about that? Like, you don't, you don't do that either at school. Like you don't tell them, you don't reveal all the secrets of the world to them at any age you want. There's a, a age level appropriate this for this, but you know, when you have Planned Parenthood writing your curriculum, curriculum, when you have LGBT activists writing your curriculum, like, 
curriculum because they feel as though, you know, reproduction-based health doesn't represent their, their type of sex, right? It's discriminatory because they don't have um, sex for reproductive purposes. They have purposes they have sex for reproductive for recreational, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between reproduction and recreation. I mean, they overlap, but <laughs> You know, especially when, exactly. you know, you're, you're going, okay, you get out the thermometer when you're trying to get pregnant, you go, you got, you got, you got two days, buddy. Come on, let's go. You know, <laughs> work, you're, you're getting, you know, you're getting it done because you want to have a baby, but then it's recreational time also. So, but they feel as though they're not represented. So they need to teach pleasure-based sexual. And I wrote a story about this. They need to teach pleasure-based sexual activity because it's discriminatory, discriminatory when you only talk about reproduction, but we're not there to talk about how to get your rocks off at school. We're there to teach you how babies are made. That's human reproduction. And we've kind of lost the scope of what sex education is about. It's not yeah. really, it shouldn't be really about pleasure. You will figure it out. You don't need a guide. I didn't have a guide. <laughs> I yeah. figured it out. You figure out exactly. what you like. It's about communication with your partner and you can teach kids communication with their friends and stuff. And that leads up to better relationships when they get older, but you don't have to start with, here's a list of things that I like in the bedroom. You should try some of these. <laughs> that, yeah, it's just no, got to no. stop. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's outrageous at this point. And the fact that you can't like explain this to people and get them to understand it because they're so outraged over the whole thing. And the thing that really drives me crazy is the um, gender ideology. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my entire life. I don't want to be told that women are more demure or not as aggressive or whatever is on the not list. Because now all of a sudden, what, I'm not a woman anymore because I don't fit into your box of what you think a woman should be. I have the female jawline. That's all I need. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I these right here. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also too, like, think about it this way. Five years ago, 10 years ago, everyone was like, oh, women sports this, women sports that. Oh, women, right. they, they do this just as well as men. And then now men are transitioning into women, which are just men. It's right? ridiculous. And they're beating the, like in fighting, they're beating the living shit out of women. So a man is beating the shit out of women. And we're now praising that. But so, like, so we gotta, we gotta allow ago, going for the cookies because that's the only way I've leveled the playing field. When I fight with men, I go right for, you know, the jewel punch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Game over, you know? So if we could play that way, then women would win. You know what I mean? Because if you can't use every advantage and you say, well, you don't want to hit, because you can hit a girl below the belt a million times. Like it's smarts, but it's not going to take me out, you know? So, you know, yeah, no, like exactly. they got it. They got to start. They, they It's ridiculous. It's, it's, they're ruining women's sports. I mean, I'm not a sports ball person, so I never really attended. And people thought because I so, um, you know, ferociously defend women's sports, they think I like. I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm not sports ball person. I mean, I do yoga and stuff, but I don't think that really counts as anything. Oh, yoga's so, tough though. Yoga's tough. <laughs> it is the way I do it. It is. Let me tell you. Yeah. I, uh, so, you know, uh, and parkour. So, you know, like, you know, I, I, I'm only defending it because these girls deserve a league of their own. They don't deserve to be mixed with boys who are, for whatever reason, decided that they want to compete in women's sports. And now what's the point of women's sports? Why, why even have it? Exactly. Like, like just stop. It's, it's just, we're going to just dress up all the men in wigs. We'll have men in wigs sports. You don't have to be transitioning or anything. We'll just 
put like a falsies on you and, and tuck you and then you know what and you can play volleyball together like I I, I don't know <laughs> I, I it's pointless anymore it's pointless and it I is. feel sad for these girls I I really do because we all know like so I challenge you to a baby making contest let's see who wins <laughs> yeah right oh yeah no definitely definitely losing no. that one Chalk yeah, you're up gonna the use that, right, lose that contest, right or some of the balancing stuff that I do I took my husband to yoga and he was watching me do stuff he's like why can you I can't even do why like yeah exactly I got my aunt, my feet on my head he's like how do you I was like well I mean one I'm hyper flexible but two I'm a woman so I have way more flexibility than you do as a man and that's why you don't see men taking over um female gymnastics because no. they're not going to be able to do those balance beam things or the double bars men can't do those double bars the way the girls flip around like they're, they're it's mm -hmm. crazy they can't do that. And men are just not as graceful and men like on average, and they never take over the women's sports that are specifically, you know, designed for the female body type. You know, they only, so maybe we should have more of those sports, you know, I, I, I mean, it's just really ridiculous. I mean, men have more muscle mass. They have different bone structure. They have way more testosterone. They have all different hormones. Even if you're suppressing them, it's just ridiculous. And then some of them don't even take suppression so they just walk around i, I don't you know it's, no, just, but that, it's just the whole thing that's the different. beauty of it men and women are different we were right. created differently that that's the beauty of life that's nature like you you need to have that right like right i wouldn't i wouldn't want to date and kiss someone who was a dude like me because i'm not gay right so like, i <laughs> right. want a woman to be different it's as simple right. as that and oh, if you want to ride this ride you got to be pretty masculine so because i got a lot <laughs> going on here <laughs> So imagine, because I go, if you think I'm like really great, you should see my husband. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't marry a wuss that I can bat around like a cat. Like, he, you know. <laughs> no, for sure. But that's that's right. like, there's the masculine and the feminine energy, right? And then right. I, you can enter in, like a woman can enter into her masculine and a man can enter into feminine, but the predominant nature is going to be male in the masculine and female in the feminine. But, and and like there's that, like sliding rulers, right? But yeah. then some of that stuff is arbitrary. Because you will attribute things to masculinity and femininity that really aren't true. Like being gentle and kind. Anybody can be gentle and kind. Oh, for sure. You don't yeah, have yeah. to be a woman to be gentle and kind. No, you don't no, have no. to be a man to be aggressive. You, you, you know, you like, that's why they call the women. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how many Italian women, you know, we're, we're pretty aggressive. Oh, I'm Italian. I'm from oh, the Italian, Italian family. Yeah. So I know. So you say yeah. something to your mom, there's like a shoe coming at your head or a wooden spoon. <laughs> She's not putting up with that, but like, like, you know, but uh, like, but you know, you have like, I mean, of course, you know, I'm going to use some slurs here, the metagons, you know, and they, yeah. <laughs> they're like mealy mouth women who go, you know, and, and you don't have that. In so like Italian women are just way stronger, way feistier Spanish women too. They're just way feistier, you know, and, and, and we're just a little bit, but you know, you don't call us, we're not men. We do it in our own way, you know? And yeah. And I don't know how much, you know, behavior is feminine. Like my walk is feminine. I can't help it. Like I have these hips. They do the things that they do. You know, men walk a certain way. It's masculine. You know, I could shuffle and walk like a man, but it kind of feels weird, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. you know, I could have a masculine walk, but I, I, I won't want to, you know, and, 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 you know, if you, as a man decided to paint your nails, wear eyeliner, like uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, um, Johnny Depp. Yep. It's, doesn't mean you're not a man anymore. All of the men in Egypt wore makeup and they were masculine men. So, you know, like th these things, there's just arbitrary because you're, you're so the social construct that you have 
exists in time and location. So what's masculine and feminine in one society at one time is not the same in others. Like in the 1800s, women used to wear extremely tight corsets where they couldn't breathe and they would faint. So women were known for fainting a lot. Women don't faint a lot. <laughs> they faint the same amount as men. But when you tie them up in a corset where they can't breathe, of course, they're going to faint a lot. So that was yeah. a condition of that time. And that was a stereotype that no longer exists. If you faint today at the Starbucks, they're going to be calling 911 because there's definitely something wrong with you. They're not going to yeah. say, oh, women just faint. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's time and space. You know, things are, are different and expectations of men and women are different. You know, like, like in Sparta, uh, women were warriors. They were expected to fight, you know, like they, like they, you know, it's just different and, and there's different scales of it. And, you know, it all depends on what you want to accept, except you can't just say now, oh, you know, this is a boy and this is a girl. Cause I, I'm kind of a non-conforming female. Like I do wear makeup because I'm old and I want to look younger. So that's, that's what I do. Um, but when I was my daughter's age, um, just like her, I didn't wear any makeup. I didn't care because mm -hmm. I look good. It was fine. You know, and I just wore the, cause I didn't care. Cause I was a girl, whether I was putting on makeup or heels or a sweatshirt and jeans and men like me just fine, no matter how I dressed. Yeah. And, and also some of these days now, nowadays, some women put on way too much makeup and it's, right. it's not even. Yeah. Right. Well, we're getting into, yes, they're getting into drag queen territory and it's, yeah. it's a little much. And then, and then, you know, you have people like Dylan Mulvaney, who are this like super ultra insulting version of a woman, which flies right up my keister because like, I can't stand watching stuff where they're like, oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Or calling yourself like a little girl and like, oh, I'm a little girl. Yeah, no, no self, he's like 26. No self-respecting adult female of 26 years old is going to sit there and infantilize herself. You're ruining women for business because if that's how you think that women act in business, you're crazy because we have to be aggressive and we have to be logical and we have to, you know, be a certain way. We can't act like fools. Like it's ridiculous. And then, and then we say, well, this is a woman. So if I act absolutely ridiculous and act like I have no accountability and I don't care what anybody thinks of me and I'm going to giggle like I'm eight. I mean, it's insult It's incredibly insulting. And I'm going to no, live with that yeah. and say, that's not the way women act. That's not the way I act. And then no, no. masculine. I'm not masculine. Come on, man. Look at me. <laughs> you know, I like, like a this. Dude? Uh, no, for sure. I, I want to actually keep on this uh, topic because one of my questions I want to know with, within the organization and, and just, in your experience in general, do you see that it's mostly women today that are fighting the fight for the children? Like, where are the men? It's more right? women. It's more yeah. women. Well, so, you know what? I mean, so women take on the traditional role of taking care of kids. Mm -hmm, and a lot of men sure. don't know how bad it is compared to what the moms know. So a mm -hmm. lot of guys might dismiss their wife as being overreactive to whatever's going on in the school. Because I hope not, women are, yeah, but women are tied to their kids in a different emotional way than men are. I mean, most women. I mean, there are women who are just monsters. Okay. So mm -hmm. you don't care what their kids do. But I mean, women feel their children's pain. They can't get through their day knowing that their kid's upset. 
you know, the, that's, it's different. So, so women are going to be more involved in this because I mean, I hear guys saying my kid's fine, but, but the mom knows they're not fine. Like even my husband said, oh, she's fine. She wasn't fine. And now he's kind of finally seeing that she wasn't fine. You know, it took, it took a while. So it's going to take the, and there's dads happening, but the moms are more aggressive towards protecting their children because moms are more aggressive. Like moms will, if their kid gets under a car, they'll lift up that car. You've seen yeah, it. Yeah, don't mess like, with mama bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moms will do it. So it's just, I think it's an instinctive nature of women to protect their children. And that's why we're mostly women and aggressive yeah. women. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> you no, know, no. You know, so it's, I'm not blaming the men, you know, and a lot of times, um, so it comes with some social pressure that maybe men don't want to take that may reflect upon their jobs. Um, because I've had somebody actually, because I had the New Jersey project up there, they called my husband's um, investors in his company that he worked no for. No way. That's such bullshit. I know. Oh my so God. Men don't want to get involved because their jobs get called. And then when they look to the New Jersey website, they're like, I don't see anything wrong here. That's crazy. <laughs> because oh, good. You look okay. at our website. Good, good. No, because you look at our website. It's, it's regular stuff. Like I'm not saying anything i said for the kids vote for the kids i i don't say anything like inflammatory and i'm not anti-homosexual like that's crazy like i'm yeah, not, yeah, I'm, not yeah, no. I'm not i'm not saying that you can't the only but the only time i want to celebrate your homosexuality is when you get married because i think that's really important i think it's good for people to pair off make commitments and make families you know i i like that so if, so the only time I want to say, celebrate that is when you get married and I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Join us in marriage. I think that's the right way to go. Have your family, you know, adopt your kids, get a surrogate. I'm all for that. I'm all for living a family life. That's what I want for my kids. And that's what I want for other people too. But I don't want this debauchery, weird stuff where you're wearing gimp masks and ball gags in a parade, slapping each other's ass because they're ass, they're, you're wearing assless chaps. Like that's not something that I like will clap for and say, that's great. I, you know, you live like this certain life when you're younger and when you're older, you realize that there's more to it. Like it's, it's fun to garden, believe it or not. Like I, I really enjoy that. I mean, I know it's, it's old people do that, but you know, like it's fun to grow your own vegetables and figure out the weeds and figure out mm -hmm. the stuff, but there's a time for that. Like when you're young, you don't do that. You want to have a fun. You want to go out and drink. Yeah, you want to go you out. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. And, and if you're a little kid, you're going out in the dirt, playing in the dirt, playing in the street, right. playing ball, whatever. I mean, that's right. Oh, my God. Right. But but the stuff about the transgender stuff really drives me crazy. And a lot of because I was a non-conforming um, like my daughter. I was a non-conforming female. My daughter actually works at a race shop um, rebuilding engines. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's right. really cool. So, I mean, it's a non-traditional female role. But then now in the light of the way things are. So I did the same stuff. Right. I was a math tutor. Um, I was into electronics. I had my own, I had my own, like I was always tinkering with my computer and rebuilding it and stuff. So, you know, I, I knew some things growing up and I knew coding. I started coding way younger for my generation than anybody did. Cause I was really into it. Um, and you know, but when I was a kid, they're like, Oh, okay, that's nice. You know, cause I was in the no labels generation you know, Gen X, we didn't, we, we had no labels. You could, we had boy George, boy George. We knew he was a boy kind of dressed a little, you know, feminine, but it was okay. Cause that was just the way it was. Right. But now Wait, they want to boy George. I, I don't know who boy George don't is. Know who, are you serious? Yeah, I know. 
do you really want to hurt me? Are you going to make me sing this whole song? <laughs> <laughs> if you want. Oh my God, you don't know who Boy George is? Jesus. I'm 30 though, so should I know or no? Oh my God, you could be my kid. <laughs> <laughs> like not even in a weird way. <laughs> oh, like it would be funny. like in an okay way. Like I wouldn't even be in high school, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, yeah. So like there was just, I don't know, like people just, they like, like Elton John, like they just, they just dress whatever they want. Like Sinead O'Connor, she shaved her head. Yeah. Like it was just, you know, like you did whatever and there was no labels and, and that was fine. Cause you could cross over and do whatever you want. Now they want to label absolutely everything because they asked my daughter because she dresses like in black. Cause she's a little moody after the pandemic, which is, a, mm-hmm. you know, expected. I'm trying to get her back to the bright colors. She's not really mm-hmm. into it, but I'm going to force it on. Of course I'm wearing black right now. So what kind of hypocrite am I? <laughs> but, but she, you know, she like she she likes certain things. She dresses a certain way, and they ask her, "Well, you are are you a demi girl? Uh, are you a lesbian? Are you a yeah? Are you a non-binary?" And she's like, "Please stop asking me these questions because it's it's she just likes because I wear graphic t-shirts also, just because yeah. she wears graphic t-shirts with Spider-Man or like we're a big Marvel fan base here uh, at uh-huh. my house, and um, I've seen all the we've seen everything. Um, of course, I find out they watch them all without me. I wait for them, and then I found out everybody watched Loki without me, and then I oh wow, and I'm the last one to watch it, and I'm like, what? and they're like, oh yeah, I, I was like, you suck, you all suck." <laughs> It was a great, it was, I loved it by the way. It was great. So, so, you know, like she just wants to be, you know, not asked about her sexuality and her gender. Like I'm a girl. What are your pronouns? Like, why, like, can I just wear like a Spider-Man t-shirt and like, you're not up my ass or like, cause she wears like a lot of Corvette for work and stuff. Like she, cause she actually um, works on the Pocono Raceway doing the, Oh, nice. yeah, she does like the circuit for the different races around South Jersey. She's part of the South Jersey. Um, I can't remember, but anyway, they're, they're like, they, they do the races and she loves cars. Like, so there's nothing wrong with a girl loving cars. You don't have no. to be a lesbian. You don't have to be. And, and she has a boyfriend. So it's not like, you know, and I don't even know why you're asking her anyway. How about, are you taken first? Because yeah, right? she isn't interested in you anyway, you know? So why do you need to know? I mean, when you walk up to somebody, like, do you need to know who I'm sleeping with or who I'm committed to? No. Because there's obviously an age difference between two of us, and that wasn't going to work out. So you didn't even know that stuff. Stop asking me weird questions. Wait a second. So hold on a second. Hold on. The the question that your your daughter got, if you're like a demi girl or anything, was from a potential uh, someone who was trying to just hit on well, her. Or, her age, or, or, yeah. But they were her age. They weren't old. They were her age. Yeah. No, but no, but why would you ask? But why would you ask, like, unless you're interested in a future sexual partner or a relationship, somebody, why do you need to know on a regular basis who they're, who, who they prefer in the sack? But like, why why do you need to know that? Like, you, you, you know, that's not the first thing you need to know. Like, do you have kids like that? You know, that doesn't tell you either. Like you can ask a million questions about somebody except the, what kinds of grins and tickles they like in the bedroom. Yeah. Like why do they need to know? Like if she's bisexual, if she's this, if she's that, and it makes her really uncomfortable. And that's the way kids are now. Like they're constantly questioning. And I was like, maybe you need to froof it up a little bit so that, (laughs) you know, they stop asking you these questions. Like I bought her pants that were black that had big white flowers on them. And I go, maybe you should wear these because though they're black, they scream, I'm a girl. And then no one will ask you these weird questions about your sexuality, you know? And that's like her generation of Gen Z. You know, they're constantly, because 
you're like a millennial, right? Are you still in Gen Z? Yeah, I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. So she's like in Gen Right. You have your own problem. So hers is they're constantly up on what, what's your gender? What's your pronouns? What's your, actually, she said to the one person, she's like, she said, um, my pronouns are try me identify as a threat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't fuck around and find out. Right. That she's definitely a fuck around and find out girl. Like definitely takes after the aggression of her mother. Like, you know, Talk about my husband no kind of dials though. it back a little Imagine. bit. He's a six foot dude. So, you know, he doesn't yeah. have to do much. He just gives you a look and people like want to die because they're like, yeah. Why is this man, who's scary looking at me? Like they don't, they don't, you know, for me, I need to be like this because I'm only five, six. There's really like not a whole lot of <laughs> stuff I can do to you physically. I can only make you cry mentally. Like that's all. I can do. Oh, yo, you, you, I, I have a feeling that you are definitely mentally beating the shit out of a lot of these communists. And I'm, I'm oh. all for it. I, I oh, when I was younger, I beat the shit out of a lot of people when we were all on the same playing field. Like I would <laughs> annihilate my brothers. Like I would, oh my gosh, they were like, even now my brother's six foot two and, um, I go like this and he like flinches like yeah, yeah, yeah. like slosh me like a bug and I still have the psychological advantage over him oh my god <laughs> that's too funny that yeah is but uh, you know what I want to tell you about homeland security is so so yeah when they please came, I, I want to hear about this right so when they came because we got off topic and I I'm remembering that I'm sorry I could talk for hours tell you the truth oh this this is the show the show is wherever the conversation goes and it's as long as it's going well you'll be like well okay i'm done i'm sleeping and you're still talking (laughs) (laughs) so so like i was at home and i get a ring at the doorbell and it's two men walk up and they show me their badges and they're like hi we're from homeland security and i'm like are you here about my chickens (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I thought they were going to die. Like they were like in tears, right? When they walk up. Cause I have chickens and I've had the township come to my house because my, my neighbor reported that I had a rooster. So I'm like the badass with a rooster. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so they came takes up, it to the store too, you know, and they're like, you know, well, we're so like, they're talking to me and they were nice. Like, you know, they were nice. And I was myself, <laughs> which was a little bit saying stuff. And, you know, they're like, well, we we're here to investigate something that you said on the internet. Cause you were reported for saying that you were going to take Sean Spiller down. And I said, would you think I was going to do a double leg takedown? Like in college wrestling, I go, what, what do you think? I am in any physical shape to be like, I have, you know, I am close to having osteopenia. I will break every bone in my body. If I try to physically assault Sean Spiller, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. I have no match for, I mean, he's much younger than me. I'm not getting him on the ground. Like what kind of thing is that? Of course, I meant take him down financially, politically, socially, with the law, maybe. (laughs) I didn't mean like I was going to, how else were, what am I going to take him down? Like lick him? I I don't know. Like what am I going to do? Punch him in the cookies? Like, I I don't know. Like, how am I going to get this man on the floor? Like that wasn't Mm -hmm. the intent of the post. And then, and then, but of course, when they said that to me and they said, Sean Spiller, I was like, well, he's an ass. <laughs> and I just went off. And then as I'm like going off on them, telling them all the things I hate about Sean Spiller, I'm thinking maybe I should probably not. <laughs> yeah. People are investigating me over my dislike of Sean Spiller. Maybe I shouldn't continue to tell them how much I hate his guts. Like maybe I should like roll that back. And the one um, officer was really nice. He told me that he actually was following me as a private citizen. So when I came across their thing, he wanted to come and meet me anyway. 
Nice. That's dope. Because I was getting the masks off the kids. That was the whole thing. And we yeah. were standing out there for a while talking and the dog was barking. My husband was walking down the basement and he comes flying up like a bat out of hell because he's trying to do a meeting and the dog won't shut up. He doesn't know who these two guys are. And he's a big towering man. And he's where he's like up a little bit higher because he's on the step and they're down on the steps. And he's like, I'm in a meeting. You need to take it to the curb. Well, these guys are like, like, what the fuck did we walk into? I know. Like he was like boss man, like yelling at the three of us. And I'm like, like, cause I'm a weirdo because I like that kind of stuff turns me on. So I'm like, (laughs) no, because when men are super aggressive, I'm like, yay. So so he's like that. And then we go, you know, and then he's like, and he goes down the basement. I was like, he is going to be furious, furious when he finds out that they're here because of my shenanigans on the internet. Like, right. So I'm thinking, so I'm just not going to say anything. Well, this story goes around my town, like Medford's small. So if you think you live in a small, it's small. Everybody knew, right? So he's at the cigar bar and somebody finally, they finally tell him, they finally say, Hey, you know what, um, what happened with Nick? She, you know, and Homeland Security at his house. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, right. So he heard it. And I kept it a secret for days. So we're in the car and the two kids in their car, we're going to the dinner. And he says, so why was Homeland Security at our house, Nicole? <laughs> like, and, I thought, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> but actually he kind of thought it was cool as shit. So, you know, it ended up working out. You know, because I thought, man, because, you know, when you're doing because he's like, it's going to come back to get you. I don't want to come back to get our kids. I don't want it coming back to our house, you know, because I mean, he doesn't want any trouble here, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always worried about the day it comes back here, you know, because I am taking a risk by talking to you, by being so active, by running this thing. And that's why a lot of parents shy away. They don't want the heat coming to their house over something that should be regular stuff. It's not like I'm asking for radical things. I want but you want to know, want to know something crazy though? If other parents had been as um, like had advocated like you did and was as passionate as you are right now, there would be no fear because right. there would be no repercussions because it would have been over. That's what I keep on telling everybody. I was like, when everybody rushes, when everybody does it, they can't, like, that's why I was trying to get every district to just take the masks off the. Yeah. Because like, so, so my kids are in private school. My daughter was in private school. I couldn't get them. They would lose their charter. Like, so they have more to risk to taking the masks off because they won't have a school anymore. My kid won't have a Mm -hmm. school to go to. They're not going to do that to a public school because it's a public service. So the only way I could get the masks off my kids was to get them off all of the districts. And that's what I decided to do. And we made it just incredibly difficult for them. We, I had an email thing that I work with, uh, um, with, with a candidate that he had a website that he had people go to so that they could email them every day. So they could email like a hundred senators and assemblymen, like every day, like get the yeah. mask off the kids, get the mask off the kids. But like we were flooding their inbox from like all the, cause it would do this thing where it'd open up your, like your, um, your, your mail and you would send it from your own mail to all these people. And it would be the same pre-written letter. And, and we were going to the Capitol. I'm yelling in a, you know, in a thing. My, my parents are like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. This, yeah. my mom's like, that's always thought there you are on your soapbox. That's where I always thought you'd be. <laughs> my mom's that's funny. Yeah, that's you on the soapbox. Yeah. It's not any different than when you were two. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, and, and oh. we were just doing everything. And honestly, if they didn't get the mass off the kids, my next move was to start showing up where the senators were. Nice. So I would show up at their ballet. I was get, I was in the process of getting their schedule. Now I would talk to them. Like I'm talking to you. I try not to scream and yell at people. I can't always guarantee it, but normally I'm pretty good at staying calm and making other people crazy. So, you know, like I, I can, I can manage, but I was just going to follow them around and make it uncomfortable. Hey, how you doing? You want to get the mask off those kids now? Like every time and then videotape it like every time to make sure that I had a record. So I didn't look like I was aggressive or frightening, you know, like say here, this is me, this is what I'm doing. And then just go, cause I was going to be following them everywhere. Yeah. Well, I had, I had, uh, yeah. Like Herb Conaway, he was like, he's the Burlington County. He's an assemblyman in LD eight. And he, uh, he's the health department. He's the head of the health department for Burlington County, um, department health. And, uh, I was, I was, I was going to stalk them <laughs> That's going to happen until they took, but then they did because, because people weren't going to do it anymore. People have like, it was well over, like they shouldn't even, st- I, I was pissed because like Florida in 2020 in September, they started with no masks. There's yeah. schools that started with no masks right in 2020 and they didn't do shit. They, you there's know- no clinical trial proving that they prevent disease Bread. And it's obvious that because I've done a million graphs. So like if you peruse the website, if you go back, I mean, I don't know if you want to see it. I have a, tons of statistical evidence that shows that they don't work. Like you yeah. can see like masks were implemented here in New Jersey and then here's the curve. So and then it goes down and then it goes up and then it goes down and we're still wearing masks. So show me where on this graph that it works, that masks work. Meanwhile, like everybody else has a similar curve. Florida's not wearing masks. Every curve is the same. And, you know, and Florida did pretty well considering, you know, when you look at age adjusted analysis, because there's a lot more old people there, because those are things that you have to consider when you're doing analysis, you know, like you can see that they did pretty okay. Like they did all right. And Murph and, and New Jersey was abysmal. And the number of heart attacks in New Jersey from those, I'm going to say this, and you're going to get banned on YouTube. Those ventilators killed people. That killed Oh, no, they killed people. people. Hundred percent killed people, and I knew that right away because they're especially people who are obese, because there is things about when because I did a bariatric sur- surgery study, and when they have bariatric surgery, what happens is is that they're so fat that their O2 plummets, and they have a hard time rebounding. So they have to play with the pressure to like slowly get them into it. You can't just put them on a regular pressure that you would put a person who was a healthy weight. When mm-hmm. they did that, they lost them due to lack of oxygen, so they killed all those people. And, and like your lungs are incredibly inflamed when you have a respiratory virus you know, what also inflames your lungs, a ventilator, because it's the pressure in and out and in and out it's forcing. So you're creating more fluid, more problems. And, you know, nobody's going to say, cause I know that, you know, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate Trump. I just want to make that, but he pushed all these ventilators out because that's what he was told and yep. everybody believed him. And I think he was fooled because, you know, what oh, absolutely know? was, you know, what does he know? And, and um, like that killed people. Murphy shut down. And I have like a million articles that back me up. I have statistics that back me up. He shut down elective procedures. Elective procedures are not stuff like cosmetic surgery. Elective procedures are stuff like heart testing, cancer testing, different types of diagnostics that you don't necessarily need. It's not emergency surgery. It's not emergent at the time. 
people missed their heart appointments and they died. The number of people who had heart attacks during COVID is disgraceful and all because of Governor Murphy's lockdown procedures. I can prove this through statistics and nobody cares. Nobody cares that this man killed all these people with his rules. And it is obvious from the statistics that I was doing every month and I have another blog um, called Count on Me, which I was writing on Substack. Um, mm-hmm. that I was that I was doing during the pandemic, showing all the graphs, showing the strokes, because show, people didn't die of COVID. They died of everything else. And they were still marking people for COVID for stupid stuff. Exactly. You know, so, exactly. and then they would recalculate it. And the entire time, hardly any children died. And every time I go back in that database, they revise the kid's death and it becomes less and less. I think they're up to six kids during the entire pandemic died of COVID-19. Six mm-hmm. kids. And that's probably kids who were diabetic, who had some comorbidity that, because let me tell you, when you have diabetes, when you have type one diabetes, it is a problem when you get sick because you can't regulate your blood sugar and you end up stroking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they would count that, but that's not really fair. Or people with cancer, because my, my cousin had cancer and she was on immunosuppressives and she died from a cold because of the medication that she was on and the thing, she didn't really die from cancer. So those things like COVID will kill people and it was very contagious, but they killed medically fragile people. So why didn't the medically fragile people stay home and the healthy people go out and live their lives? Like why? Like, like we did in every other pandemic in history. And every other statistician, every statistician recommended this. I have, I have blogs, I have evidence, I have people that I talk, nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody wanted to hear that this is ridiculous. And then meanwhile, and I, and I wrote about in that blog, the mental youth mental health pandemic, that is disgusting. The amount of drugs, the amount of depression, the amount of suicides, the amount of murders, the amount of violent outbursts, the amount oh. of feeling lonely and depressed. It is outrageous, these kids, can't get back to normal. And that enrages me in rate, like, because they want to know what fuels your fight that enrages me that you unleash this ridiculous on a population of children who were completely safe from this disease. And you force them to, to fuck up their lives for two years, and then expect that that wasn't going to have mental health reproductions, it dri- uh, repercussions that drives me insane oh insane. no it's but but no it's sorry no i'm so, no apologies and it's yeah. just too bad so sad kid sorry about your luck uh, i'm sorry that you can't function without pot gummies now you know like i i, I just it's ridiculous that the anxiety level of these children the fact that and then my daughter was kind of sad because her friends you know they no longer talk from freshman year they were tight and it kind of all fell apart after covid and you know, I said, well, it was like being in a prison camp, right? Like, it's not like you have, like when you're like in a prison camp or, you know, or someplace or jail, you don't go, Hey, let's get back together again. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. You don't go, Hey, let's relive the whole time. Cause they don't have any memories to relive. They lost their relationships. So, you know, she doesn't get those friendships back. There's like, I have a mom call me. We're trying to get our girls together and it's not working out. Like I'm making play dates for my 18 year old because like they don't know how to interact with each other because they lost all that. And then my one friend screaming on the phone. She's like, I got a 19 year old who won't leave her bedroom. Like, how do I fucking fix it? How do I fix it for her? She's been to therapy. She's I can't. And all the kids are broken and they can't make relationships and they can't interact correctly together. And everybody's drunk or high and they don't know how to talk to each other. And they're having less sex than ever which is pretty good, I think, but you know, it's still not a healthy, normal, a 
young adulthood that they're sharing because they don't, they, they can't get, get it back. And, and like so many people don't notice, they don't notice how their young adults like are weird now. Like it's because they oh, go no. generational and it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the two years of torture that they were put through. I mean, my, my kid was in a classroom trying to do tests in 20 degree weather because her teacher was COVID crazy. And I wrote a letter to school and said, I'm sending a temperature thing with her. And if that temperature in that school drops below 68 degrees, that's the measured amount that this classroom can be cold. I'm reporting you to the state. You're going to get dinged. I guess like because that if it's not between, I think it's 60, 68 and, and 82, I'm calling people. I'm going to have that whole, they're going to be giving you inspections all over that whole school because that is unacceptable to expect a child to sit with broken heater in a room with open windows on a 20 degree day. And, and, yeah, and, no, just sat there. and she was doing it for days and she Absolutely. never told me, she never told me because she thought she just had to suffer through stuff because she didn't feel as though she had any rights. And those kids can't get back that advocacy. Like, the, and then she overcompensates. She'll over advocate for themselves. And I have these discussions with mothers of, with children of the same age and they have the same problems and the boys are like super aggressive and they, they just, they're weird too. I mean, my son comes home and he's like, what's wrong with these kids, mom? Like, why are they so weird? I was like, but you lived in a bubble, man. Like you don't yeah. really, like he lived in this, this beautiful homeschool bubble where we traveled, like he did homeschool. He talked with kids online and we traveled all over the place and had things to do three times a week to the point where he's like, yeah. we do one because my social bucket is full. I, I only need one day of socialism. So, yeah. Socialism. I mean, socialization. Nobody yeah. needs socialism. No, nobody needs socialism. <laughs> nobody, needs, nobody needs one day of socialism. So, and, and he had lived in this little bubble, right? So he can kind of step out of his bubble. He's back at school and he's like, the kids are just really weird like they're they're super aggressive they get angry over dumb stuff because he's in an all boys boys school i was like the boys are handling it differently than the girls the girls internalize it and turn it into their own personal hell the boys just beat each other up and bounce off each other which is things right you know that that's really concerning that is extremely concerning to hear because if you think about it, and it's actually a point that you made before about like the, the bar and like the sliding bar with between men and women, because like he, actually the masculine energy is to be, is to not really show too much emotion. The fact that these right. boys are in, are beating the shit out of each other. Yes. It, it shows like now boys always throughout time would fight. That's right. It's not a little a bit, it's a little bit extra. Cause even my son's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like, it's like, it seems like the fighting doesn't really bother me as much as it's like, why it's like, if there's emotional outbreak over nothing, yes. like that's something you have to control. Like that's something that shouldn't be an issue. You know what I mean? And if, and if we're seeing that, I think just this aggressive is my for opinion. no reason, like all of a sudden they'll just like lose it. And my son's like, yeah. I, I don't like, he's like, I don't know. Like we were doing this, doing this and doing that. And then the kid's like threatening to punch me. And I'm like, what, what the hell happened? How do we get from here to here? Like, he's like, yeah. like what happened? And, and, or the one kid like stole a scooter, like from a local thing. and was doing donuts in, in the school, you know, this is a private school. Like, why would you like, well, he's like, they're taking unnecessary risks with stuff. You know, they're, they're, they're vandal. And this is private school. Public school's even worse. Like the, the fighting is just out of control, out of control because they just, they don't know how to manage. The, like boys already don't know how to manage their emotions. And now they haven't had that skill. And, and you expect like, you go, oh, well, COVID's over. They, 
They can't get that normal back. It's going to take them forever. And it's not like, and then they go, oh, let's do social emotional learning in school. Is that helping? They're still beating the shit out of each other. The girls are still like, like crazy strung out. Everybody's on some sort of antidepressant or anti-anxiety. That's what I think is the issue. I think it's these fucking, the, the, the medical. Yeah, but they, but they're crazy without it too. Like it doesn't make a difference and it's all like they have to get back. And I'm trying to like set my own kid back. My other kid's fine. He's like, what? (laughs) He's like, and I, and I, and I go, give him some time, Nick, just stick with your crew of kids. You know, it'll be fine for you. But my daughter, like, I don't know what to do for her. Like the, like they're just all messed up. Like her, the 18, 19, 20 year olds, they're all like just fucked. I, and, and, and anybody who says that they're fine, they're, they're not fine. Like you can, you can tell me that you're fine. But like, like I said to other people, I was like, you tell me your kid's fine. I talk to kids. They tell me they're not fine. So I'm a stranger. If they're telling me they're not fine, that's something that you should look into as a parent. That's not something that I'm going to guide them on because again, they're not my kid, but it's just so happened that they confided in, which is something that the school could do. They confided in me in this issue you really need to take a look at it. And, and, and a lot of parents aren't, they just have, you know what it is in New Jersey, like everybody's got two jobs and they're too busy driving their kids to sports and running around to really think about their child's mental health. They're, mm. they're really too busy and, you know, and kids like they talk about stuff and, you know, I mean, there's like tons of, like, I, I mean, I knew kids from my kids who were decided that they were gender confused, you know, and they wanted to go on, like they, they've told me, like I've heard it and I, you know, I don't want to get involved because they're not my kid. And I'm like, you really need to talk to your parent about this because, you know, it's really not something that I can help you with or. Which is responsible can, on your part. Right. Like, like you need to discuss this with your parents, you know, or, mm-hmm. or it's like a couple of times, like when kids did stuff, I'm like, I, you know, I mean, like if like they felt comfortable at house, they all curse and are themselves and act crazy. But if they do anything that draws a line where I feel like they're going to be harmful, I, I will tell your parents because I feel like if you're going to hurt yourself, I feel as though at that point, I need to say something. If I know that you're going to a party with drugs and alcohol, I'm going to tell your parents. <laughs> I'm not cool. They're like, oh, you're so cool. I go, I'm not cool. I'm not that cool. Because <laughs> if you come dog. to my house with alcohol, my first call is to the police, not to your parents. And my second call is to your parents to tell you to pick you up at the police station. So no, no drugs or alcohol at my house. And they're like, okay, because they know I'll do it. They know I'll do it. Well, yeah. They, well, you have to set boundaries. You right. have to set boundaries in your own house. Right? right. Right. I was like, I don't, and I don't drink. So it, it actually like, it's a lot easier, um, mm-hmm. you know, to uphold that rule because my kids have never, I think they saw me drunk once and then I forgot to put sunblock on them and they burned. <laughs> so ah. That was the result of that because <laughs> I fell asleep on the on outside in the Bahamas, but I don't drink because of, um, I have allergic reaction to the alcohol. So I get high. So I don't like, and I have to load up on antihistamines and it's really not worth it to be so loaded up on antihistamines that I so yeah. I don't. But I told them I don't drink in my house and you won't either. <laughs> hey, that's fair. So they're hey, like, that's I mean, what they say. They don't they like it. They, they go drink somewhere else, you know? Right. That's they're what I said. Also, I go, you, yeah. I, go, I don't need to know what you do. Just don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what do you think, though, if you had to pin it, would be, uh, I guess, the first step in the solution outside of getting the porn out of the school, outside of, of all this shit? What, what do you think? 
is like a thing we could do because I, I agree that our kids are in danger right now. I believe the yeah. powers that be have designed it perfectly to a point now where the kids are mentally fucked and they're mentally. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're all mentally yeah. fucked. And, and like, nobody's like the parents have are completely blind to this. Like the, I think yeah. 20% of the parents recognize this as a problem and uh, like, and they're all fucked. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and they, and, and if your kid, even though they seem okay, they have to interact uh, with these other fucked up kids. So like, you know, my daughter was friends with a boy who decided, look, actually, this is kind of a sad story. So this was years ago, um, like 10, 10 years ago. And he was in the fourth grade. And for the second and third grade, his school was dressing him up like a girl without his parents consent when he came to school in Jersey City. Really? Yeah. And so when my daughter met him, I mean, he was not transgender, but he was fucked up. And so like, you know, and, and, and they had shared similar interests because they were in a, um, in a, um, a biology, uh, marine biology camp together and they were young, like, like she was in the fifth grade, he was in the fourth grade. So it wasn't like, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of, they had a whole lot in common. They were like kids. They all like, they like the same stuff, you know? And he liked girly things. Like he could have potentially turned out to be gay. Like, I don't, I don't want to label children as gay when they're, when they're in the fourth grade, but you know, yeah. that, that was a potential to happen. I mean, he, he liked girly stuff and they painted and he liked crafts. So they had a lot in common, you know, and they liked marine biology and they liked animals and they played on the beach and it was, but like his mom just confided in me, like it really messed him up. Like without their, her consent or her knowledge, they decided to change his name and his gender in the school. She ended up moving really? out to another school. And that was happening like 10 years ago. And people don't know How about this fucking stuff. dare them though. What gives them the fucking right to do that? I know. Well, so it, apparently he was being bullied by a boy who was Muslim and she felt as though that they were taking priority over him for his race. And it was easier for everyone to change his gender to a girl and have him with the girls. So he wouldn't have to interact with this boy. That's what this mother's theory was. And that she was would that- probably be even more of like a, an invitation to get bullied. Yeah, but it wasn't because he was like, they said, you're a girl now. And apparently the kids just accepted it because, you know, they're like, okay, well, he acted like a girl. And I mean, like, he, he's a sweet, he was a, he was a sweet boy. Like he was a gentle, kind boy who you would be happy to have in your house, um, helpful, you know, like, like not rambunctious, not overly like knocking stuff over. Um, He was thoughtful, extremely intelligent. Like, I think that like, I would talk to him and I'm thinking like, I think there's something off with your, I think your IQ is like way higher than what you're, you know, like, cause he was, and, and creative and, you know, like, I I don't want to label kids as gay because I don't really feel as though that that's the correct label, but he was a nice boy and my daughter play with him. But then sometimes he would be like, not call her back, not talk to her, say weird things, be angry with her. And she's like, I don't understand what's wrong. And I was like, well, Luke's got a lot going on. I mean, he's got a lot going on. Like you can't sit here and, and it fucks with my kid's head because now yeah. your kid's problems are now my kid's problems because now my kid wants to know what she did wrong. Why is he upset all the time? Why is it like this? And why was he okay one minute and not okay the next? I was like, I was like, Lex, he's just got a lot going on. Like, I, I don't, like, I, I feel bad for this kid. And, and like, later on, he decided, like, she called him up once and, you know, she's like, hi, is Luke there? And he's like, this is Azime. Oh, so, damn. So the school so got their way, really right? Yeah. So, so the school got their way, right? So now, you know, 
I, I mean, and now I don't know because, and then another girl had happened to her with another girlfriend of hers and she met at Great Wolf Lodge. They were like playing, blah, blah, blah. One day she calls her up and she's now a boy. And it messes with your kid because then the kid is also messed up. Like, it's not like they have normal interactions with kids and it's not like you knew this person is one gender and now you have to remember to call them the other. And then there's things that they've changed about their person that, well, I don't like that anymore. I don't do that anymore. Like, you know, and, and they, cause they want to fit into the societal idea of what a man and a woman is and your kids, like, I, I don't understand, you know, cause yeah. all kids are like gender fluid. Like they can do whatever they want. You're a kid. You know what I mean? Whatever you want, cut your hair short. I wore my hair short when I was a kid until I tried to go in the women's room. And then they didn't, the woman's like, are you sure you're in the right room? And I looked at her and I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like she was like startled. And I was like, that's the last time I get a short haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want women in the bathroom thinking I don't belong in there. I got, you know, know, I I think I'll fall into my gender stereotype a little bit because I don't want people to think I don't belong in here. You know, no, for sure. For sure. That's another thing, too. That's another thing that's being a problem right now where these grown men who are dressing as women are going into the women's bathroom. Absolutely fucking not. Bingo, it was okay. I mean, so when a big bingo, gay bingo, all the men were in the women's room. (laughs) So my friends and I went into the men's room because I wasn't waiting for all those, you know men dressed as women to get out of the room. And we're like, coming through. And there's guys like, I'm at the urinal. I was like, well, you got five minutes because we got to go. Yeah, no, it's uncomfortable. I can handle myself in a public bathroom. You know, kids, I I don't let my, I didn't let my young kids in public. My son hated it because like I would still attend, bring him into the women's room with me. I mean, the women's room is really all comers because you bring your kid, because you don't want to send your 10 year old boy. It's uncomfortable when they're eight, nine, 10, you don't want to send them into a men's room by themselves. You know, it's, it's an issue. It's an issue. And so you drag him in and my son doesn't like sometimes I would go in there and check it out. I would be like, come in there. If there's anybody in there, come out and tell me and then wait until everybody's out. And then I stood in the doorway and I said, my son's in there. You'll have to wait. <laughs> I didn't let them in. No, but because it, it makes it, it difficult. Like, you know, what's it, it's just a testament to the times we're living in because yeah. everyone's just like the, the amount of like because you, if theoretically your son should be able to go into the, the boys' bathroom. I mean, I know when I was a kid, I was walking into the boys' bathroom. My mom would always be there to, to, to you know, not in the bathroom, but would always wait outside. Right. Um, but, it, but there's always, so like I would go in even at a young age. Yeah, but when they're like the six, like four, like, so, so they're still, well, like, yeah, they that, really no, that's, a, that's yeah, that's, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. They're not going to be able to wash their hands. So you can't like, like there's yeah, no, it, it, it's a little different. And then all of Depends, like if you're at a Phillies game, you know, there's tons yeah. of here, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes when you're like in the woods and it's weird or you're somewhere where there's not, it's just really uncomfortable. Like I've had to walk into, um, at, in Cape May Zoo, I had to walk into the, the, the ladies' rooms out the door because all the women are there with their kids standing in line. Because you want to know why women's room is so long? It's because kids are in there too. Yeah. <laughs> and, men, and men dressed as women. Everybody goes in the women's and room. And men just as women, yeah. Everybody goes in the women's room. And the men's room was empty. And I had to like go in. I'm like, I'm sorry, but he has to go. And they're like, well, you're not supposed to be in here. I was like, he's two. He can't reach stuff. He's not going to wash his hands. Like I, I got to, like, I, I, you can't like not let, you know, you can't do it. <laughs> 
you got you got you got to be protective of your kids and so like no, you have to especially about, in these days and and you know what it's like when you have young teenagers it, it's concerning like what so we give a 14 year old boy i mean he'll be able to take care of himself right like you're, i'm not worried about him um when you have an 18 year old daughter you're not really worried about them because they'll be able to like they've learned i mean both my kids are black belts so you know i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure and weapons expert what uh in what in um uh Kempo. Okay, cool. So, nice. so yeah, so they're both black belts and they, they, they can, they, I mean, my son's like, and then my daughter took some other things so she could throw you right over. Like mm-hmm. she was showing me some moves and I felt she was going to toss me across the room. I go, look, you, my feet are not allowed to leave the floor. You can give a demonstration, but my feet cannot leave the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Do not no. throw me. <laughs> Honestly, you know, toss me across like I was a rag doll. (laughs) No, absolutely. And and, you know, you know what? um, This is what I was thinking. So I'm glad you brought up or martial arts got into the conversation. I feel like that would be a very good thing for the kids. I feel like kids these days that are having these mental breakdowns, I think martial arts of any kind, I I personally do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but it could be boxing, Muay Thai, kickboxing, uh, what was it? Uh, Some kind of, uh, yeah. yeah karate, whatever. But I feel like when you have something like that, that is a basis in where you're actually getting beat up and you're learning to defend yourself. And you learn how to fall. Somebody, somebody brought this yeah. up today, right? So like kids, like what they should learn in gym is how to fall. Because when you fall and you're rolling forward, you don't want to hit back here. You want to roll and hit your shoulder so that you don't yeah. hurt your spine. Like, or when you go to fall, you you fall into it. You roll into it. You don't try to stop it because that's how you really get hurt. So yeah. like that's something that kids need. Just learning how to fall, not even defend yourself, but protect yourself when you're falling to make sure that you roll and ease into it instead of crash into the ground and break something. Yeah. No. Essentially. Yeah. We need to get back to a little bit of like the uh, the hard days, the good old days, right? Oh, I know. Oh, I was man. like, they would have never survived the stuff that I did, man. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I remember going on bike, like going on my bike on the falling off the pegs, having the friend on here who's flying off the bike. I don't know. It was different. Yeah, you had somebody sitting on the back of you and somebody sitting on the front. There's three kids on one bike (laughs) riding down a hill at 80 miles an hour in the middle of the street. Yeah. I remember my brother, my brother was a really good, my brother was really good at skateboarding. It was phenomenal. And him and his friend who was really good too on the block, they would always try to do it like, you know, grinding when you grind the board. Right. But my, my brother, for some reason, decided to grind the cobblestone ledge that was in the driveway, which wasn't good. He fell, busted open his shin, comes in and goes, Hey mom, look, I can see my bone. And it's just like, wait, what? I just, I remember that was a funny night. Uh, looking yeah, back or, on or my it's, brother, it's like we went different. fishing. And he got three barbs into his thumb. Oh. <laughs> and I was seven. Oh, and I drove him to the ER and they wouldn't they wouldn't take care of him because I wasn't his parent and I wasn't over 18. I couldn't sign anything. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh man. So I did call my parents, <laughs> but then there was no cell phones. So I'm like yeah. trying to get a hold, calling all my parents' friends, like, because that's when you had to memorize numbers. Yep. Call my aunt, trying to find some adult to show up at the emergency room so you get this yeah, barb yeah. out of his hand. Or the time I was ice skating in like way in the woods on a pond that had questionable ice um, by myself with no one else around. And I fell, cracked my head on the ice and was bleeding and was unconscious there for about 20 minutes until another Holy one found me to crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I had a concussion. Times are different. I had a concussion. They threw me back 
like a really bad concussion. They threw me back into school. Now they're like, oh, let's do an impact test. Uh, you're not allowed to go into study hall. They threw me in the study hall. And I'm like, at the lunch was like, I, I, I mean, like a, you, you're sitting there and they're like, yeah, you're fine. And you're in the lunch and there's these bright lights on you. Cause you're yeah, like, you're, you're not the, fine. and the noise and you're like, oh my God, like, what is it? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. And you're like this. Oh. And you had to sit through lunch. You, you know, they, months. They, my daughter had a concussion. It was months, months. We, we were like this, and then you do this and do that. Me, I was back in the lunch room with all the noise and the lights, and they're like, "We don't care, kid. We don't care. It's that we don't care about your mental health or your concussion. You, you, you're like everybody else. Rub dirt on it and walk it off." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, I remember when I, uh, speaking of concussions, I had one concussion in my life when I was a little kid, and uh, when I was in the hospital, well, I started seeing like blurs around the clock right and the numbers and i just remember being like oh this like something's wrong but i didn't know what it was so we went to the doctor's office i ended up you know i was vomiting and then i went to the hospital and i remember finally i stopped vomiting and i and i love to eat i still love to eat now i was a kid i was eating all the time and i remember they brought in dinner i i ate one scoop threw up and they took it away and i was like no don't take away my dinner Oh my God. my God. I couldn't even answer my question. I couldn't even see. I had to walk home. It was like a kaleidoscope. So it was no. like, I couldn't see anything. It was like bright colors and a kaleidoscope. And I remember like, like they were, and you know, my parents didn't believe in doctors. So, you know, huh. like, so we, so I went home and my grandparents were watching me and they're like, I'm trying to fall asleep. And they're like, don't fall asleep. Like, cause they wouldn't let you fall asleep. Cause I guess they thought you'd slip into a coma. So they're waking me up every five minutes all night long. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like this, you know? Got no sleep that night. Right. And then they finally took me down because they don't go to the ER. Like my yeah. parents were pissed that I took my brother to the ER. <laughs> They're like, we don't go there. That's expensive. You know, go to the doctors, wait the next day, sleep with the barber in your thumb. We'll go to the doctors. <laughs> we're not paying That's for emergency true. room visit. <laughs> That's not stuff we do. We don't like, I fell out of trees and hit my coccyx bone and couldn't move my legs. And I was late coming home. Like I yelled at. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Screamed at. I'm bloody. I'm like full of sticker bushes, scars. And they're like, you're not home on time. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the beauty of being a kid, right? That was the right. adventure. That I found out adventure. later I have five broken bones in both of my feet. Like not total. Oh, wow. Total. Five broken bones in two feet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And apparently, and I remember having foot pain, you know, but we didn't go. That was it. You lived with it. <laughs> yep. So I now we just meant instead of physically torturing, we just mental torture the children now. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So I have one uh, one question actually. I want to uh, um because I know there was the the project does some things with election integrity. Are you like do you have a lot of, like are you involved into that with yeah? Uh, so I'm friends with the people who do election integrity. Um, they wanted me to help me as um, do stats and stuff, but they have a lot of people doing that. So they didn't really need my help. The only thing is, okay. is I feel like it's kind of like like because I could figure out how many you know voters don't be along on those rolls it's pretty easy to figure out like i can yeah. pull their data like there's there's ways of doing it but at the end of the day i could come up with this list they they won't be able to get them off the roll because you me as joe blow can't go okay well this is what i found they're gonna like i don't have to listen to you and so they won't take them off they won't take them off. okay so, so, so it doesn't the so there. there's no yeah there's like who's how are you gonna get them off like you can find them 
You know, I saw an episode with Lotta with Crowder where he was riding around showing um, like in Texas. Oh, I saw that one. I that? saw that one. They had the uh, the addresses and he would go there and it would be like a, a warehouse building or like a, a no highway. House, no house. Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. So, and, and he was doing that and he didn't get the, they just were like, yeah. And then so, he, you know what I mean? And uh, he has way more play than I do. So. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, they're like, yeah. Okay. It is a tough topic. It is a tough topic to, yeah. to, to try to fix. I think the maybe, and maybe, I don't know if, if the, the other people that you're, you know, your friends with in that group could maybe attest to this. I don't know, but maybe the solution to that, because the, the problem with election integrity is everyone knows, or they know, or they suspect that 2020 and also in New Jersey in 2021, there was some fishy shit that went on. You, right. There's no way. Because there's still by mail. Yes. Yeah. You know, I so, have a solution to that. <laughs> what, what, oh, what's your solution? Break it. I'm trying to get everybody on vote by mail. I'm encouraging. I uh, created a program with my dad, um, who's also a programmer, where we identify the people who are more likely to vote by mail and to be more receptive to it. So we've created pre-filled out forms so that they can be printed and they only need the person's signature. So go and get every registered Republican to vote by mail. And if that person dies next year and someone's living in their house and they actually get accidentally sent, sent it back uh, as voted, I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, so you're saying fight fire with fire. Yeah. I say break it. Break it. I say bend it. Everybody wants to pull in the opposite direction. I want to go with it. I'm going to go. I'm going to do the opposite thing because you could pull and you could be objective and you could say no, like eject everything and say, no, no, we're not going to do this. I don't believe it. I believe, I believe we should do it until they say, you know what, it's not working for us anymore. Let's make them change it. Like make them say uncle, make them say that's enough. It's not working for us because uh, I'm going to tell you that Republicans are more diligent in getting that ballot back in than Democrats. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's do it. And the thing is, is that, you know, maybe in gubernatorial and presidential elections, you may be able to fix something, but like in all the local elections, you can't. There's just no way. There's too many ballots. There's too many different things. And this year, you know, in New Jersey, um, almost every senator or assemblyman is up for re-election this year. Okay. So, so I'm working with people who are running in Burlington County, in um, Union County, and Cherry Hill, and a couple of other towns where I'm going to create these pre-filled out um, forms for to get on the vote by mail because this is the form to get on the vote by mail to get all the people who don't typically vote in off president presidential elections on the vote by mail train and then yeah. you can show back up to their house because it has a pre-filled out envelope you're only allowed to collect so you're allowed to harvest harvest five ballots harvest five ballots but that's bring them to the ballot box there's no amount of people you can't knock on the door and walk it to the mailbox for them because they're already in an envelope stamp like it's already a prepaid envelope so go around to every place knock in their doors hey I'd like to take your ballot out to the mailbox for you nobody's gonna know interesting. that's so, interesting so you're thinking by fire fire and break the system because the absolutely. system's already broken no yeah. i'm gonna break it more i'm gonna break it more I, I say break it that's what i say i mean that's my plan i've had other gop leaders reach out to me i've had libertarians reach out to me and I just provide the PDF forms that they print out. It's up to you to get them. I have people who have walking teams. I have people who do vote. They're paying for it to go out to people. And it's been very successful thus far. Now, that's actually interesting because I'm just going to play devil's advocate, right? Just, just want to know. 
because basically we saw with mail-in voting how they were able to cheat and make, you know, bring in ballots by the mail that were bullshit, right? They weren't watermarked, whatever you say. Who's there to say, like, what's the control, I guess, to make, like, so let's just say what you're doing is is perfect and it works, right? What if we send in all the Republican uh, mail-in ballots and then all of a sudden, oh, they lost them. Like, you know, they lost them. You know but what I mean? You like, have, what, what but the- they have... So they have, um, like, they lost somewhat all the Republican ballot. <laughs> like, I guess, you know, you could figure that out, right? Because, well, true. So in New Jersey, so it, unless it's, so it's very hard to prove cheating, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hard because we're allowed to harvest ballots here. It's legal. You know, it's just up to a certain number. But if you bring a thousand ballots or five ballots, you know, it doesn't really make, make a difference. Like, you know, that's so like because they that that mule movie, like it doesn't apply here. Everybody's a mule. <laughs> like it's, it's illegal here. Ballot harvesting is legal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and five ballots, 30 ballots, 20 ballots, 200 ballots. Does it really make a difference? I mean, you already opened the door for it at five ballots. So you're really not going to be able to stop it. Um, when you're talking about losing your ballot, you can go check that online. So like if you, so I can get the data from that and I could go, okay, um, I look up all the people who did vote by mail because that's in their database. You can open this stuff online. I can get, I can get that information and you can look up if they voted in that election. If you find that they're not counted in the election and you call them up, you can have them all suing them for that because that's trackable. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yep. and, they, and they're all about, and Democrats are all about everybody needs to vote. Everybody needs to vote. So they can't ignore it because that's their whole platform. Right. So they can't go, yeah. Oh, well, you don't need to vote. Cause then you're disenfranchising voters when you lose their ballot. Yeah. That's so true. you broke that's it again. Do you see what I mean? No matter yeah. what outcome you have, you broke it, mm-hmm. you know, so they could try a new trick. We're going to break it. And then we're going to change the narrative to, well, you don't like voter integrity. You're the one who love vote by mail, but then people's vote by mails aren't getting in. So what is your excuse? And then you go after them that way. But like, I'm like the spin doctor on this stuff. Like, I don't know who's running the Republicans, but they have terrible messaging. They have shitty messaging. It's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Try yeah, to yeah. change that. If you notice, like, cause I did this campaign of um, safe adults don't keep secrets for the gender identity, hiding the gender identity of children. Cause that's mm-hmm. it. Safe adults don't keep kids secrets. They don't hide information from parents. Safe adults have open communication with parents and let them know what their child's doing. If you're a creepo molester, you have a secret with a kid that you don't share with their parents. That's mm-hmm. the way it is. So you yeah. got to turn everything in a way because they're like, oh, you're outing children. Are you serious? Outing children to their parents. The whole world knows that they are now a, a girl instead of a boy. And you're saying that you're outing them because the last two people to know are your parents, but the whole damn town knows because yeah. all the kids know, all their parents know. And I'm going to tell you here in my small town, that would never happen because you would know. Like, so, yep. so some of that stuff doesn't apply because if you're in a tiny town, there's no way. Everybody knows your kid's trans. Like everybody knew the trans kid in the school. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, you're not hiding that from anybody because the kids come home, somebody's telling their parent, somebody knows somebody. And when you live in a small town, that's what happens. You know, everybody yep, knows. Word travels. So, you know, so in, in larger districts, they can do this. In smaller districts, it's not even an issue. So, you know, you they, but the Republicans have to change that. They, they have to flip the switch on this stuff. They have to be able to, you know, they have to be able to um, put in a narrative in the way that guides them instead of doing the safe, boring shit they did before with the tired consultants who get 
paid way too much money to continue to lose elections because they're unwilling to take risks. Those people got to go. There needs to be more risk taking and more advocacy for the individuals in this state who don't want wind farms, who don't want, who want the bag ban to go away, who want, uh, you know, more freedom, less taxes, and they want rights, you know, to their children, which they should have in any other state but New Jersey. You know, like mm-hmm. they, these are the things that they should focus on and stop focusing on dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, no, essentially. And no one no, gives I like that. You know, and, and, and to be to be honest with you, um, abortion is just a losing like, like it's just a losing platform. There's there's no way you know you can fight that either way. So it's just it's so emotional and so volatile. I wouldn't even talk about it. I wouldn't even. Bother. So so yeah. Kill your so baby if you want to kill your baby. That's fine. <laughs> so it's almost like the, what's it called? Because I. I might, in my opinion, like, so, so like, I think abortion, like, I don't, I don't like it, but at the same time, I understand right. where you're saying that it's a below, like there's a line here. Right. And right. there's a lot of things that are above the line that need right. to be um, addressed. And then there's a below the line, right. Right, right. now, abo- abortion is so below the line because if we don't right. fix the thing, right. There's so the much line. other stuff going on. Like I can't even exactly. concentrate on that because like, I mean, to be honest with you, you could do it. Like it's, it's up to birth here so like there's no fixing that like like and there's so many other problems like i can't can't focus on that like of course that's messed up that somebody is aborting a 32 week fetus like that's messed up but like what you know like what are you gonna do you know what i mean like they're gonna do yeah. it anyway like they there's stuff you could take stuff you know there's things that you could i'm not gonna give people tips and tricks on how to get an abortion but because i've worked in neonatology there's stuff you can do to like end mm-hmm. your you know, whenever you want to, you know, it's just that, you know, in neonatology, I worked on saving infants that they would readily abort. So it's like kind of confusing, right? Because why am I spending, why are we spending millions of dollars on trying to fix these preemies lungs at, you know, the gestational age of 28 weeks when someone else can just go in and abort them? Like, it it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, no, it's interesting. But it's like, a, but it's a losing proposition. Like, it's just like, it's not good. Like, I'm not, like it's somebody I knew was having an abortion. I begged them not to like, and I would give them the reasons I would take their baby, <laughs> like whatever, whatever they wanted. I would, I would make on an individual level, you know, but like on a state level, I mean, there's just so many rules that we have to follow anyway. And it's complicated and it's confusing and it's emotional. And these idiot women come out to vote for that. They come out to vote for it. So, you know, like that, that's the most important thing in the world to them is that they have the right to kill their baby. That is the most important thing. So yeah. leave it alone because like you want them on your side. <laughs> you know, strength in numbers. You don't want them to use that to vote for other people. And I know it's morally wrong, but like, you know, like there's so many other things that are morally wrong. Like, you know, it's just, it's really messed up here. We live in a really- No, no, I see what you're saying. You're saying, you're taking, it's like, it's like your approach with the mail-in ballot of like break the system. You're at this point, you're just saying, okay, I don't agree with it or I don't care in your in your words. Like, I don't care what anyone does. You want to do it, do it. But at this point, we have so many other problems that right. we need that- if, if Right, I can't focus on that as a thing. Yeah. Like if everything was perfect and all our kids weren't mentally abused and messed up, Every that fentanyl wasn't running through the streets, killing. Because I, I yep. have several friends who've lost children to fentanyl. Oh, that's hard. So you know, like, like you know, 
Like those are important things. Like I have to fix the things that are dire right now. Like, and, and like the, the women who end up having abortions and regretting it, like, I'm sorry, but those are the decisions that you made, you know, like you're, you're, that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. I mean, I've had women just all of a sudden bring up to me, confess to me that they have an abortion with tears crying. And like, 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 you know, when I was 16, I go, I can't like, you know, like you're 50 now. Like I, I like, I I can't fix what you did when you were like, there's nothing I can do for you. 16, you made a shitty decision with, the information that you were given by adults who just was easier for them to tell you to give have an abortion, not really, really realizing that you would be a 50 year old woman wondering what your adult child, if you would have grandchildren right now, you know, like yeah. you, you know, you, you gate, you know, and nobody wants to talk. Cause like I said, nobody thinks in long-term steps. They think in short, they think like this, they're like, I only think yep. today and tomorrow. They don't think, well, what happens later? And, you know, that's what you want to tell people. And one of the places that I donated to was this um, organization. I can't think of the name of it, but they would um, pull a truck in front of the Planned Parenthood and they offered free ultrasounds. They're like, get your free ultrasound. And then they'd send them out with adoption or how to get help. <laughs> so, like, so they could see, because you got to see that there's a baby in there. It's not like they're being lied to. I mean, I think that's yeah. the problem, right? Like they're like the problem is, is that the decision that you make when you're 16 and frightened is not the same decision that you'd make when your brain's fully developed at 26 years old and you have your shit together and your life together. It's not the yeah. same and no, you rely not. on other people to give you advice and say, oh, it's a clump of cells. Don't worry about it. And it's not true because when you have a male baby, that DNA stays in your body. Like uh, my son's DNA is still floating throughout my body. Like, so yes. it's with you. And, you know, you, you know, you know, like, it's just, it's sad. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, really. And it, it the whole thing is sad. And I'm not going to demonize women who make those decisions because they make it out of desperation, not out of logic or what's fair or what's right. And they're doing it to themselves. Like they did it to themselves, you know, and, and, and the pain that they feel later when they realize what they did, I wish I could prevent that from happening, but you know, there's so many other messed up things in the state. I can't protect, you know, everything. I can't make everything my cause, you know? No, no, that's true. Hey, can't know that. And that, but that's good that you don't, always like you don't spread yourself too thin because you have to focus on the the important things right i mean listen i would adopt every i love babies i hated being pregnant that's why i only did two times i love babies i would have a million babies if the stork dropped them off here i would (laughs) yeah the stork i'd be like i have the babies like i don't my husband my husband's like oh because even i said to my daughter i was like you're pregnant no abortion i'll take care of that'll be my baby my husband's like yeah give it to your mother I love babies. I love babies. I love toddlers. I was like, I love kids. I was like, that's great. Just hand it to me. I'll do the mom, Bob, and shake. (laughs) That's great. Oh man. Um, so we've actually had a really, really, really great conversation. We've covered a lot. I really enjoyed talking to you. This was a lot of fun. Talking to you too. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Not what you expected, right? Not. What's up? Not completely what you expected, right? (laughs) No, oh no, this is actually exactly what not I wouldn't say what I expected, but this is exactly how the show goes. We go the the conversation. It goes like as you know, you meet these people and they're reserved and they're serious and they're, you know. (laughs) If you if you listen to some of the other episodes, this is probably the one time where I didn't really drop the the word fuck that many times because I'm that's okay, because I would have started doing it too. (laughs) 
Because I kind of, because I try to lead wherever the interviewer goes when I go on these things, because I will oh. be like, because, I, you know, it, it'll be like, you know, I, I don't know. I'll come up with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> no, but the thing okay. was, the, I love this. this exactly what I expected, because I, I watch a lot of blue comedies. So you got to realize some of that stuff comes out like you're going to get for sure stuff that maybe Eddie Murphy might have said in the 80s. Come on. <laughs> Oh, Eddie Murphy in the eighties was funny as hell. You're gonna hear that like a raw. Good. You're gonna hear like the raw. You know. Yeah. No, the that's what album. we're about here. Raw. That's all we're about here is raw. No holding back. Yeah. But I have one uh, one more question uh, for you, Nikki. Please, can you do? Actually, it's a two part question. One, where is the New Jersey project going? Like, where where's the most like like the future of it? What's the most recent thing you're working on right now? And two, where can people find you and the organization if they want to help out? Oh my gosh. So like we have a lot of Facebook pages. I actually just bought a social media manager. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Not a person. Well, yeah, because you're always, you're always getting banned. So. Right. Right. Well, and I'll switch you through another account, but I have a social media, you know, app manager, not a, not a real human because they would mm-hmm. never put the stuff down that I put. Actually, I put my stuff into the AI bond. The AI bot told me that it was morally reprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> of course of course so i'm looking for my, that i should love renewable energy and turbines that i should you know that they can't that they can't morally like they were trying to shame me and i'm like you're not even a real person and you're trying to shame me into my opinion on the turbines like you're crazy that's funny. Who programmed you <laughs> that's funny oh like, we definitely know who programmed them like, so yeah so i mean we're working and then i, I also fish to other groups so you know, like I try to combine with all the active because like there's a lot of stuff that I want to change in the state. So I try to combine with a lot of act- activism and partner with a lot of groups because I think that makes us stronger because I partnered with the turbine, you know, the turbine people because actually like environmentalism is really conservatism, you know, because you want to keep stuff the same. If you're conservative, you don't want new weird stuff. And so when someone says you're going to take up you know, miles of the coastal plains where all the, the, uh, the, um, not the clam beds, the scallop beds are where you drudge for fishing and all the commercial fishermen will be unable to make a living in New Jersey, that there will be only four access points to leave, that you're not going to be able to go out to the ocean at the gold nugget. Well, I'm a boater. So I know some of these that you're going to have to either go to LBI or Ocean City to get your boat out, that it's going to wreck boat tours, the commercial fishing industry, and, you know, tours and everything else. And New Jersey is a seafaring, you know, state, you're wrecking, you're wrecking again, the economy, Murphy's wrecking again, the economy. And it's going to like, and nobody wants to look at shitty turbines on their, on their $5 million beach. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> nobody wants to look at that. no one wants to look at that it's it's disturbing and you know you i don't want them to fuck up the coastal plain like i i, I don't want that like like and yeah. if you're conservative only someone who has bought into the ideology of you know whatever the democrats want they're always doing the right thing by you and if this is the right thing like i mean geez we, we you know we invented fission there's nuclear energy like that's ridiculous like what kind of ghetto crap is that going to be out on the sea taking up miles of space with huge cables coming up where your kids swim <laughs> yeah no electricity it's like it's insane like and the fact that like if you fall off a boat anywhere near those turbines they're not finding your body for like weeks because no, you're not allowed to go in there. You're not allowed to go in in between the, the turbines. 
like people don't know how damaging it is. And then Murphy tries his commercials to try to combat, you know, the thing, but we really need to get everybody out to vote. I mean, I know that people are disenfranchised with the voting system, but I think part of the scam of voting is telling people that your vote doesn't matter. So no, I agree with this 100%. You need to actually go out in numbers because you can only do the bullshit right. that they do when it's when like it's a close. close 51. When it's close. Yeah. Exactly. If, if it's a blowout and, and listen, you can't do it for every senator. Like, I mean, they need to flip. And so if there's any politicians li- listening to this, I will help you do the vote by mail applications and I will get them to you if you want to win. Um, I'll help you win because I think that's a winning proposition because there are people who, you know, and you could knock on their doors They're knocking on their doors saying, you know, I see that you voted in, um, you know, 2020, but you didn't vote in 21 or 22. Maybe you should consider doing vote by mail because it's a lot more convenient and it's convenient for senior citizens. And it's convenient for my husband who doesn't feel like going out on a Tuesday evening after work to go vote. (laughs) You know, and it's convenient for my daughter, because what if every parent set up their adult child with vote by mail? Do you know what happens in this house? Mom, I don't know who to vote for. Okay, sign it. (laughs) You know, that's that's what happens in your like you have a lot of control. Like if my child's a registered independent. Right. I let her register as whatever she wanted. I don't care. As long as I fill out the ballot, I don't care. And she doesn't care. Your kid's not going to care because, you know, they really don't, they're not going to know. And if you talk enough politics with your kids, you can sway them in any direction. I I mean, I have to tell you, you know, parents don't realize how much control you have over your kids. You just have to talk to them and tell you what you think. If you hide the things that you think from your kids, they get that information from someone else. Like you have yeah. to be as completely honest with your kids as you possibly can, because if you hide stuff from them, I'm telling you, you're doing a disservice to your kids and, you know, get them. And my daughter's like, I hate politics. I hate politics. Oh, and then my son, you don't have to know my son. Oh my gosh. I love this. So anyway, he came into my office and he's like, mom, do you have any good Ben Shapiro videos I can watch? And I was like, nice. I was like, you know what? I was like, I have a subscription to the daily wire. Would you like the login? <laughs> Perfect. And, I like, and then I said, wait, I have a, a leftist tears mug. Would you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But you see, the good thing is, as long as they, they go in, they, they read what they want, and then maybe they expand and read something else. And then, yeah. then what they can do is they can triangulate and they can see what, you know, they, they, they start to formulate an opinion. You right. know what I mean? Right. And, and then and my, my son it. watched, what is a woman like right away? And, and like, he's 15. I feel like that was appropriate for him. And he's like, that is really messed up. His favorite part was the Africans were laughing like crazy. Oh, <laughs> when, when, they, got, when they got asked about that. Yeah, like, they're like. <laughs> yeah, they were like, what the fuck are you like? What? No. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what? Like you, you, America's a great place. Would you like to visit there? They're like, no, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No, not oh, if there's fun. a woman with a penis. We're not interested in coming. Thank you. We like our women penis free, but thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that. That's funny. Yeah, it's like, like it's like there's something to the simplicity. Not simplicity. Um, I don't think simplicity is the right word. But like the simple lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It's they don't have to overthink. Well, they don't have every luxury in the world, right? Like yeah. they, 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 they're in tribal clothes that they made themselves. They probably still hunt together. You know, I, I mean, like they, I, I, they didn't seem like office workers to me. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah. No, they but they don't have, I probably don't have air condition. Some of them probably don't have roofs, you know? So like they, they gotta like, they have bigger things to worry about. We yes. live in the most privileged society ever where people yes. complain that they're poor and have a $2,000 cell phone in their hand. Thank you. Know, you. Like they complain and then there's people in other countries who are drinking out of shit water, getting, yeah. getting all kinds of diseases because they can't get any fresh food or water and they're eating out of garbage and dumpsters. And, you know, and you could go into any bagel place, pull out a dumpster that it's a meal that is fit for a king because they throw it out when it's a little stale. Yeah, you know, seriously. People are eating like garbage, like absolute garbage. Like I, I just like it's aggravating to me because it's not like you're privileged because you live in the United States, and and with that privilege comes, you know, soft societies, you know, breed soft people, right? Like yep. it's easy for everyone, and it, it it's it's too easy for you to live here. So you can say demand that someone um, recognize your they them pronouns and and be ridiculous about it because you know you don't have any you're not worried about getting your next meal <laughs> yeah no essentially you're right and you yeah. want to know what the scary part is you're fed yeah. happy and entertained yeah no seriously and and these these uh the soft um people that create like you know hard times right yes so right, we're entering the hard time day. we're in the yeah. hard times yeah yeah i'm sure it'll get harder because yeah. you know once those turbines go up um expect rolling brownouts because, oh shit. because they're supposed to but then i heard that he sold the energy to new york so i don't know what's going on with that if new york will have the rolling brownouts but they'll be rolling brownouts because turbines are not so they're like oh they work in denmark oh does denmark have hurricanes like new jersey yeah because right blades can only spin over a certain npr per hour and then they halt the blades uh the blades are going to be able to they have a five-year warranty i mean they have a five-year warranty but they're supposed to last 20 years so what happens after five years who pays for those repairs will we have the money to do that oh like, no it'll be of, it'll be me and you right it'll, it'll, be, be, me it'll you. be a shit show like there's there was a bayonne turbine that still doesn't spin like and it hasn't spin since like 2020 and it just sits there doing nothing and, and, you know, you're talking, like I said, like we have nuclear energy. I don't understand what the problem is with that. We had Beasley's point down the shore. It was a coal burning one. Now they're turning it into like a, like a transforming station for the turbines. Like, so we could have had, that could have been nuclear. No one would, nobody would have, you know what I mean? It was like right set, like on the bay. It was a perfect area. Um, and, and they don't have the meltdowns that they used to. We have such better technology and we don't have the hurricanes that, uh, you know, we're not on an island like Japan. Like it's, it's just different. You know, we have different stuff and we, we could do different things, but I don't know. I mean, it's the, the wind farms are such a scam. Like the more you look into them and it really breaks my heart and I'm going to move here because I was going to buy a place down the shore. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm going to buy a place in Florida because I, I, I don't think that, I don't think it, that's going to be the prices down there are going to be sustainable with that garbage in the ocean. Yeah. I, no, I, there's a lot of people who are hot. I mean, they're hot over it because I mean, well, you need energy. And then you have the, the chat bots telling you that, well, it needs to be sustainable. Says like, who said that this was sustainable? Like it's a 20 year plan that probably will last five years. But yeah. what makes you say that that's, that's not sustainable. <laughs> and what energy are, and what energy source are you using to create them in the factory You're using coal anyway? Yes. So what's right, the even right. Now? 
and steel and you're still mining yeah. and and you're making these big things that don't decompose when they go into the fill. you can't reuse them they're not recyclable i mean like the whole thing is just the biggest money grab scam like covid was a money grab scam you know mm-hmm. this is a money grab scam like everything mm-hmm. that the government's involved in is a money grab if it's way more complicated than it needs to be it's a scam <laughs> yeah no for sure I, oh no at this point at this point Anything that they are saying needs to get done, I always look and I'm like, yeah. mm, there's ulterior motive to this. Yeah, they don't, they don't need any of that. Like it's all shit. like it's all it's all just garbage. And I'm just so sick of it here because it's just that we're run by communists because people continue to vote and click the D next to the name. And you know why? Because most of the people are on some government program that they're afraid that the Republicans will eliminate. And we're in New Jersey. The Republicans are not eliminating any program here. They, they're mm-hmm. all almost all Democrats anyway, you know? Yeah. No, essentially. <laughs> they're going to give you free shit just like the Democrats give you free shit. Don't worry. You'll get your free Obama phone. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> or whatever special services you get, you'll still get it. Nobody has taken food out of, you know, single mother's mouths. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on. Like, you yeah. know, you don't live in other places. This is New Jersey. People are pretty liberal here. Even the conservatives are pretty liberal. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's a good point. And I love awesome. when people claim that I'm religious because I'm like, I'm not like, they're like, oh, Jesus. I was like, if you want to talk about Jesus, you got to go get a preacher because I am not, you know, the number one authority on this. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And they're like, well, you don't sound Christian. And I'm like. Well, that's because I'm hey? not. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like. Uh, 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 well, I did grow up in Christian Judeo values, right? So I'm still yeah, thinking, no, for sure, for sure. But like, if but you think I'm trying to model my life after Jesus, that ain't happening. <laughs> no, that's because Jesus was the Son of God, and we're all humans. We sin, so I don't even try. I don't way. even try. Like, I'm not even like well, that's a pretty lofty goal for someone to. You know, good luck to you, but I have other goals. Like, I can't. Yeah, no, for stuff, sure. And then the stuff that I'm doing, like you know, like online and stuff, like I, I'm a warrior. I'm not a preacher. Like you, you, you go find a preacher for your, your Jesus talk. I love <laughs> that. People who will talk to you about that. It's not. Gonna I happen. love that. You're a warrior, not a pre. I love that. That's good. Right. Hey, we need the warriors. <laughs> right. We need the warriors. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for coming on. I had a blast talking to you. It was a lot of fun. You're great. I didn't know what to expect. And also, you know, when I said I didn't want to go up, well, I didn't want to drive all the way up there and I want to do on Zoom. Then, of course, I didn't know I was driving into. You could have murdered me and put me in the back of your car. But I see now that would happen. Do you know what I mean? No. (laughs) I'm like, oh, death. Back of car. No, when when you sent me that it was an hour and 50 minutes, I was like, yeah, no, there's no way in hell I'm making her come up here. Right. I'm like, oh, Lord. And I'm pretty good here. Like we had some, you know, bumps in the, but you know, I, I, I'm set up for sound here. I'm directly. I, I, yeah, I, no, it's perfect. Oh, very nice. Oh yeah. So you, you have the whole setup. Yeah. I, I'm not. So I have a gaming computer without being a gaming computer. So my kids are like, why is your graphics card suck? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, cause I'm not playing games on my computer. And they're like, well, your graphics card is terrible. I was like, that's funny thousand dollars for a graphics card i'm not going to use like yep that's funny awesome well um thank you for your time this was a lot of fun um 
you know, I'm, I really appreciate the work you guys are doing there at the New Jersey Project because you are hitting on a lot of topics that are very important. So thank you for your work. Yeah, thank and you, you can find us on Substack, uh, new, um, chaosandcontrol.substack.com because that's where we give all our information. Because like I said, I get banned and blocked and things are canceled from TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram. So the best way is Substack because that is, and even Twitter, I don't trust. Um, I think I'm shadow banned there. Um, the best way is because I can right, give that. more information there. Yeah. What, what I'm going to worry do, about being censored. Yeah, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put those in the show, like okay. in the description, the, the, um, like both the websites when okay. I, when I write this out. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for your time. I hope you have a great night and okay. uh, continue the great work. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.